0: Welcome to And Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Runnan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And wow, is it embarrassing when a 10 year old is acting circles around the rest of your cast? We're looking at Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> how you doing today? Oh, Jeff, I am
1: feeling the crisp fall <laughs> nip in the air and I for that am thrilled. I feel I am starting to thrive again <laughs> because I wilt in the summer like a like a sweet little blossom and you know, call me basic, but fall it's a good time for me because I I don't like to sweat.
0: I get it. What a basic thing to not want to sweat. To just like to feel okay in life, you know? I get it. I'm all about that autumnal weather as well. And I, I do love, I'm not a big holidays guy in general, but I do love Halloween. Halloween. So I'm excited that we are here in October in our spooky. spooky, scary movie month, which is usually for the most part, not too spooky scary. Cause
1: guess who doesn't like horror? It's me.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah. And uh, also we have the new interview with the vampire show that just yeah. uh, aired its first episode or so a few days ago, which is also partly why we're uh, covering this movie. Um, But also because it is a listener request from John. So thank you to John for requesting this movie. Uh, And you, listener, of course, if you want to let us know about a film that we should cover, email us at analmoststarringagmail.com. Like, subscribe, you know the deal. It
1: helps people that aren't
0: you find
1: the show.
0: But also, be sure to check out our Patreon. Because amongst a back catalog of full-length commentaries on The Fly, Lord of the Rings... Uh, uh jaws and a bonus episode on Thor ragnarok right now you have a full bonus episode on adam's family values arguably
1: one of the greatest films of our time arguably the greatest sequel of all time I, that, sorry
0: godfather part, part two, two but Step you don't got aside. debbie jalinsky so yeah, sorry, you got the robert guy.
1: de niro but <laughs> would yeah. have been better if it were in fact <laughs> Junk Junk Usak Usak? as
0: as, uh, as young Vito in godfather yes, part two i look, do agree she's do got agree. the chops <laughs> <laughs> interview with the vampire came out on november 11th 1994 and was directed by neil jordan and written by Anne rice Amy Chow, what's your experience with interview with the vampire had you seen had you seen this uh, this film before okay um i had seen it i think once in
1: high school so i i'll be honest i remembered very little I remembered wigs and I remember being like I think <laughs> I liked that movie and then we watched it and mm. I remembered mm-hmm. I didn't Oh, we sure watched it. Anything about this movie and certainly I remembered I liked Kirsten Dust and you know what yeah. that stood the test of time. I agree. But wow, was at, I, basically it was like watching it for the first time and I was agog.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I could see liking this if I saw it in high school first. Because it, especially if it is like, you know, like it is R rated. Like it is bloody. And it's bloody and like a little weird, but it's full frontal
1: fem nudity, but there's also so much male homoeroticism, like from the jump.
0: Like I get
1: why this is also a thing that like high schoolers would really dig. Here's
0: some here's a naked woman standing around for about 10 minutes, and here are some men who almost kiss. And it's just like this. Time time and time again. (laughs) Is this sensuality? yeah and i had never seen this before i'd seen a few clips on tv so i knew what happened to kirsten dunst and i saw the very very end. i
1: remembered as soon as the end happened was about to happen i was like ah i remember this part but everything else i was like oh. though
0: i did not remember that we ended with already strike one ending with the uh the Rolling Stones song of uh wh- whatever that like the Guns and me Roses cover. To introduce myself. Oh, that's strike two, is that you have the Guns <laughs> and Roses cover. Because like Marty Scorsese's used that uh song so many times, but he gets the stones because Martin Scorsese knows what's up. Not the Guns and Roses cover. And I but get it. it that's was like, because now we're modern day. We had like Sonatas scoring our film earlier because it, it was a period piece, but now we're modern day, 1994 San Francisco, and the sounds of today are Guns and Roses. Oof magoof, Oof my goof, people. So, spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen Interview with the Vampire, or haven't seen it in a while, here's a briefish synopsis. And, uh, yeah, Brad Pitt's a vampire. He gets interviewed by Christian Slater. He talks about how uh, he was hanging out with Tom Cruise and uh, Kirsten Dunst. If it's Dance. not clear, Jeff. Um, this
1: and Tony Banderas
0: shows up, thankfully for a little, for a couple minutes, and he he's looking pretty cool. He's got a lot of charisma. It's looking pretty, cool. unlike most of these actors. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Listener, this film almost broke me. And like, and Amy Jo, we went, we kind of went through film by film, but I said afterwards, I was like, this might be the worst film we've ever covered. And I
1: said, absolutely not. Now, let me be clear. Your first thing you I, said no, was hold, Suburban hold Commando. Hold on. Yes. I, I was like, look, I did not care for this movie. Let's be clear. This was I, the number of times I wrote down in my notes, like, I can't believe how stupid this is or something about how badly acted uh, it was by a shockingly like the, There were times I just yelled, Brad Pitt is so bad. But I found it th- this is not like a joyously bad watch. Absolutely no, not. No, it's, it's but,
0: a boring bad watch.
1: But you were talking about it like it's the worst thing you forced me to watch for this podcast. You no, know, the and worst thing I forced
0: me to watch. That's I know we've different taste levels. Yes. And I know what you're gonna but say. Like, so I was go like, ahead and I was say like, say
1: Suburban it. Commando is bad. Sure. And you're like, but Christopher Lloyd and and Larry, Larry Miller, Miller. and I was like. Okay, yeah, but I still had to watch Hulk Hogan. But okay, fair enough. And then I was like, if you were to say we have to watch <laughs> either Interview with a Vampire again, Into the Woods, Ooh. um, or what was what was the other wow. one that we did fairly Highlander. If you were to wow. line all those three up and say we have to watch one of these again, I don't know, you know which one of one those I movies
0: pick. has Merrill and Emily Blunt, one of those movies has Clancy Brown, and one of those movies. Is the movie we're talking about True, today? True, but this felt shorter than both of those. Wow, I did not feel. I, this movie felt interminably long. Then this see, movie, but then the
1: movie that I kept bringing this up because the way you were describing this movie about like how much you're like it's so boring. I was and like you look a little dead behind the eyes as we talk about it. That was the Fast I'm, and the I'm, Furious I feel a little for me.
0: Undead behind the eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was I this was the fast, fast and the and Furious, furious me. for of me. Course. That first Fast and the Furious, I was like, I can't communicate to you. The depths of my disinterest in these people, the setting, this plot, anything. I was like I crawling out of my skin with how bored and angry I was to be watching it. And I feel like that's you with this. With yeah. this, at least I'm like, that's a lovely that green that gown. It
0: came out seven years after this one. Just thinking of like t- the way time works that like we have, you know, imagine if Interview of the Vampire was like such, it, it, made, it made money. Don't get me wrong. But imagine if like today we had Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in Interview with the Vampire 10, opposed to Fast and the Furious 10.
1: Wow. You know that Anne
0: Rice would have loved that franchise. Oh, <laughs> well, we got that... this new TV show. Well, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. We had this movie and this movie made money. This movie was a yeah. success, but they just couldn't figure their shit out. So the next, then they had Queen of the Damned with instead of tom cruise we had stuart townsend right aka the guy that famously got booted out of lord of the rings right, after right right uh, and uh the, you know do the departed leah and where lestat is woken up from his slumber by the sounds of uh, some like 2001 garbage R&B. rock oh no you I'm wish say, i was no, like no Aaliyah no no no. no 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 an excellent no. artist though no 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 see i've not seen queen of the damned i've seen the trailer but it's like a full garbage
1: yeah i block. thought it was very um like egyptian kind of stuff that I was wish. my shot
0: you wish but no that uh <laughs> will never cover queen of the damned they thought they were gonna get tom cruise back to play the stat again and that of course is not the case yikes um but uh yeah so it's modern day san francisco We do Christian Slater, who I enjoy his energy. And that's the thing. I've got a lot more to talk about once we're specifically talking about these actors' performances.
1: Absolutely. But I mean, we, that's really well. This is the thing that we also talked about yesterday while we were watching is it. like there's so actually relative, relatively few roles in this film. It feels more like a play. Yeah. What I realized there was a note I wrote to myself like later on in the movie where I was like, I'm getting a real like Quills meets Amadeus. Energy. I was thinking about
0: Amadeus so much and just this.
1: realizing like, oh, those were both plays before they were films. And it's like, it is funny that this does feel like a weird hybrid kind of thing like clearly it wasn't based on a play but it feels like would it have been better if it was these long extended scenes these there it turns out we're really talking about like the philosophy of vampires and stuff like who cares but like would that play
0: better on stage maybe 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 just play better in the book because i mean listener if you've not been able to tell. Neither of us have read any of these handwriting. books. I don't know a dang thing about the book. I know. And there are people that love those books. There's people that love this movie. And if you're one of them, I'm sorry that it just did not hit for me the way it hit for you. I can understand liking this movie. This movie got very mixed reviews. Roger Ebert, I think, gave it three out of four stars. So he was Mm -hmm. one of the positive reviews, even though he was like, there are things that don't work about this and people that are miscast. But was still like, we hadn't gotten like, it's like a $70 million budget like for, for 1994. It's a big budget, gothic vampire horror drama. And we were not
1: yet into the resurgence. We hadn't had Twilight yet. So we but, hadn't but even hit with that, this like, these kind of- star- You have Brad Pitt and oh, yeah. Tom Cruise, two of, the two of biggest your biggest stars on the Still planet. today, when I did my thing where I go through IMDb and I click on the year they were born, they're still both today, yeah. the top person listed on the year they were born. Like as wow. far as star meter, as far as how many people are like clicking on their name and searching for them on IMDb goes. And that wow. makes sense because
0: they're still top it to top. They're t- still top t- gun to win it. <laughs> um, but yes, modern day San Francisco, we're just like dropped right in to old Brad Pitt as Louie, who's being interviewed by Christian Slater's Daniel Malloy. I don't know if he's ever actually list- no. named in the movie. He's just the interviewer. And he's Louis is talking about his his life. He's just talking about his life. He was a human, and he's he's a wealthy plantation owner in 1791 Spanish Louisiana. Go Creole Brad Pitt. And yeah, where yeah, yeah. where does Tom? Did Tom Cruise say that he came from Paris? Yeah. So is he supposed to be French? Who, who knows <laughs> or cares? Who, who is he? What what, who what is his what? deal? <laughs> Ooh, ooh. What 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 is he supposed to be? I don't know. Um, would this movie be better if Tom Cruise was doing a hilarious French accent throughout?
1: Yes. I mean, it would be worse, but better. You know what I mean?
0: And if Brad Pitt was attempting a, like, Cajun accent.
1: Yes. Uh, just get me full even Jean-Claude more. Van Damme and Wilford Brimley in here. Oh. like
0: Wilford Brimley as Lestat and Jean-Claude yes. Van Damme as Louis? Is it what they're going for with
1: regards to sex and class? No. But is it <laughs> s- something?
0: Honestly, Lance Henriksen as Lestat <gasps> would be a better Lestat I know. We, we haven't
1: Tom even gotten through. into it. We can't bear to Anyone talk about this actual be casting.
0: And here's the thing, because I never read these books. I don't know if you're like, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Lestat supposed to be like this like what are the defining qualities of a stat opposed to just being like an edgelord who's just like ha 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 i'm just killing everyone it's hilarious who cares about morals here's
1: the thing if you need to read the book for the movie to make sense go away i have very few notes because they were mostly just like oh what like it was just basically in reaction like I have a lot of questions about how you can kill a vampire wait this will kill them but that won't why does the fire kill them this time but not this time is it because they're in their coffins like stuff that the rules aren't set up and then they aren't paid off so I'm right. just like that is probably clearer in the book but it's not my fault yeah, I, I haven't guess. read it
0: yeah Brad Pitt, he, they go through like Chris Christian is like what about like garlic and this and this and this and is like no it's all, made, all, up. It's all made up but you're so right that like spoilers for like halfway through the film they light time cruise up on fire who then it turns out he is still alive but that we just don't see him for because it's really of years. like
1: debilitated him after the whole. yeah well I, he was. also was like kind of coming back from mm. the dead blood thing
0: that's true he had a bad case of dead blood bad
1: case of dead blood
0: uh and then was lit on fire but then all the vampires that get lit on fire at the end they seem just to like,
1: actually die
0: good well, all ma- the all the like know.
1: springboard all the little wire work Um,
0: Well, maybe it's because it's dawn. So even if they are able to get out of there, it's now just sunlight. Opposed to Tom Cruise, when they lit him up, it was nighttime. So if he was able to kind of get away from the fire. It's false
1: light, Lister.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I don't want to even do the synopsis. Uh, yeah, he's just talking about a stupid life. His (laughs) wife and unborn child died, which is an addition for the movie, not in the book. But they were like trying to give a reason for why he's like, I just want to. He's like, I don't care what he doesn't care what happens to him. He's ready to die. And Tom Cruise in the stat senses that and is like, well, I'm going to feast on you. But I sense that you want to die. Do you really want to die? Or do you want to be like a cool undead guy like me? And Louis like, that sounds great. Immediately regrets being turned into a vampire. Or
1: ever like never so
0: mopey so upset so he's refusing to kill all these people like lestat does and instead he's happy to be drinking rats and poodles rats
1: can we talk about tom cruise like fully taking like a squeeze toy rat like that and just like squeezing blood from it like it's like a little
0: squeezy toy I so much of seeing Tom Cruise in this. I was thinking of Leonardo DiCaprio and Django Unchained. I was thinking of this mm. he's like, he is so he's having such a ball getting to be such a stinker. Yeah. And all I'm seeing is a guy act so hard. Yes. And I did not. Well, I didn't see it. Django Unchained, but I, I never did saw see Django this. So. Well, you've seen the meme of Leonardo DiCaprio. I a Glasshole. Little- i
1: love it i love it it is in fact one of my favorite memes it's just <laughs> it's so widely applicable it
0: really is so after what feels like conservatively three <laughs> hours of uh run time, uh there's a plague in new orleans and louis feeds he's like finally he does break his fast and uh feeds on little baby kirsten dunn because the
1: mother is fully like norma so dead, bates so like dead. yeah, yeah.
0: And Lestat turns her, Claudia, this little girl, into a vampire. And together they raise her as a daughter, as a way to pretty much... It was like a weird... It was a scene that I actually kind of liked. The scene of Lestat just being... Where it was like, what is what is the subtext here? That was just yeah. like, would you rather she die? Or would you rather I turn her into a vampire? And now Louis going to... Don't worry, Louis going to stay with us. He's going to help be your dad. Isn't that right, Louis? Like, you, you're not going to leave now. Because I'm like what's going to happen to this little girl if louis does leave it was also like there's yeah. threat involved like it was like a weird suddenly
1: you have interesting
0: great stakes. yeah i was like okay and this is to me the most successful part of the film is
1: absolutely
0: the three of them now this weird little family where it's kirsten dunce keeps killing all the people they bring in and they're like claudia what did we say not in the house this is great yeah and th- her energy
1: Incredible. a
0: great little kid performance but be like this movie desperately needed this energy
1: she's truly like comes into both their lives and the film like a breath of fresh air they have costumed the crap out of her like and, and they really wigged oh my gosh they really do start dressing her like this like baby doll and then it, it's so interesting especially once they go to paris how she's dressed more and more like an adult, which of course, like since it's like way back in the day, she's still like very appropriately attired. Right. She's not like over sexualized in that way, but she's just like done up with that the hair and the, it's just fascinating from, a, I think the costumes in this, not all of the wigs, some of the wigs are extraordinarily wiggy, but some of them are beautiful. Um, but like the, some of them are just real hair that is just
0: looks like the worst wigs. It's true.
1: But like some of the, the costumes Hit. are like just stunning and gorgeous true. storytelling, you know, there um, are
0: good things about this film. From a technical standpoint. Absolutely.
1: But I I do agree that like, it's also just plot wise the most interesting because it it becomes then, like you said, morally complicated. And it's like, it is interesting if you're thinking about like, what would it be like to be a vampire that had a soul? But we are not made clear that that's what, his struggle is until the scene three quarters of the way through the film with Antonio Banderas and I was like I should have known this earlier. Yeah
0: all vampires have different powers or slightly different powers so some can read minds and Brad Pitt's power is he has some kind of moral compass or whatever this is the the worst superpower I've ever heard of Yeah
1: exactly and it's just like well that would be interesting and then like how does that change when you have like a child and you know the child that you didn't have there's interesting like father daughter mother daughter themes throughout like you know but they're not explored they're not Not, and certainly not through the acting
0: good lord no! but
1: kirsten domst a treat is
0: given it uh 30 years pass and claudia now realizes like wait i'm never gonna be not a little girl so now i'm a little girl forever cool 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 how about we kill tom cruise uh and she's making us some eaten some dead blood she's like let's make up tom cruise we were we're best friends again now um and here i i they got these two boys drunk feed on them and she just drugged them so their blood still is warm so she's she, yeah, she them.
1: killed them with laudanum
0: yeah so they're and dead let tom cruise's throat and they dump him in the bayou with a gator about to and go this eat is him. the
1: thing they like set up like you must stop before the um the heart yeah. stops but they don't really set it up set up you hear it but if you miss that you've missed it you know but I was like at least okay dead blood I guess it's not good
0: I got enough and I enjoyed this this like little 15 minute chunk of the film of like them living as a happy family up to Kirsten Dunst being like let's kill Tom Cruise and they dump him in the bayou and then they like weeks pass and they're like we're gonna get at a dodge, they
1: bought passage, and but on the day they're going to they're leave,
0: him. Tom Cruise just shows up. Now having been living in a swamp, eating like snakes and frogs, because the alligator
1: weeks. that tried to eat him, he was able to drink some of the alligator blood. <laughs> sure,
0: whatever you say, Tom. Show me the blood. scene. Show me the scene of Tom Cruise underwater trying to eat this alligator blood. Uh, <laughs> um But this is kind of fun. He's trying to. He's pretending to be fans of the opera. He's playing the piano. I behind did the write the
1: bird. It's very <laughs> silly. The bird.
0: And then they just immediately light him up on fire, uh, which is hilarious to me. And then he is gone for 45 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Your top billed actor, your actor on the cover, Tom Cruise is gone. And it was a weird, like, is this good that he's gone? Or now, like once Antonio Banderas came in, then I was like, okay, here's something else to latch onto. Because as bad as Tom Cruise is, once you get rid of him, it was like, what are we, where well, are we? As bad the, as what Tom Cruise
1: is, Brad Pitt's a lot worse. That's so true. That's true. I think if, if I mean, you wouldn't want to reverse them role wise, but if, like, insofar as like through line thread, Red. what we're following, Tom Cruise at least desires to be in this film, it would seem.
0: That's true. That's true. Maybe Brad Pitt would have desired being in the film if he didn't have to play Louis, if he didn't have to be the straight man and just yeah. be ponderously morose. um but we're like halfway through the film now and now louis and claudia travel around Europe they're looking they're to the trying old to find world. other vampires they're trying that's his main quest that we kind of realize like oh that's the plot is louis just trying to find like what I is my purpose I want to know why, why I want to know I... why I am yeah. what I am what are we and i'm like hey guy how about you just go check out the sunrise you seem to just not want to exist but it I looks know. like there's a pretty easy out it's not like you're immortal you literally have many things that can kill you
1: clearly but like that's the thing is like as he was like you know in the gutting back to the room with him and christian slater i was like if you're so miserable you dang like (laughs) you got solutions in front of you but your will to exist seems to be much stronger than your actual like any kind of moral compass if you're so worried you're so evil right you know how to end the thing you've already died like what's the
0: big deal so they finally stumble upon santiago and armand these two vampires in Paris.
1: Man, this terrible Marx Brothers act that starts oh this my introduction. It was like, yes. we're just doing duck soup in an alley. Yeah.
0: Ooh, Stephen Ray, the crying game Stephen Ray, who I've only seen be a dour Irishman. And he is giving the weirdest camp performance in this.
1: I think if it had been. If the whole film, where this whole sequence had been even weirder, like weirder along the lines of like some of the more Amadeus, or even like the the actors in the asylum and Quills, like pushing the theatricality of that even further, it might have made some sense. But instead, it's like we're in like pretty realistic for a vampire film movie. Just
0: dour, yeah, dour. And so then, when we are a little weird and a little campy and a little silly, it feels so it feels off, too late in the off game the tone yeah. of the movie opposed to being welcoming it's just like what is even happening yep. with this weird mime act that turns into a direct reference to fred astaire dancing on on the ceiling yeah, yeah yeah uh but then they welcome them to like to our coven the theater de vampire where they're doing these vampire horror plays for people and then just killing people on stage and, and everyone's like what an amazing effect but i wondered because they don't
1: the audience doesn't applaud. They no, all leave they kind of upset. Like yes, but I'm I'm like, what are we meant to believe? They believe they've seen.
0: I think this is meant to be like they just watched Hereditary. They just watched The Ring. They just watched a real dour, scary horror film that, and they feel and in like, some way
1: like, oh, whoa. I'm culpable, but. Not for real, for real. But
0: not, but I just mean like not like a fun horror film where you end and you're like, "Ooh, that was fun, spooky time." You're just like, "Oh, that was depressing." And Mm. then remember how that movie ended, where the hero just got killed and then roll credits. That's what we just watched. There's there's some fun. I did enjoy this, like these very theatrical stagings of like the kid like going down the well and comes up as an angel and then gets dragged back down the well. That was kind of fun. I was like, I'm interested in this world. I'd kind of wish the whole movie. Was a lot more yeah. set in this And we kind of got But then we learned Because it was like How stupid are these audience members As this woman is like Oh my god Please don't kill me Someone please save me And they're like hmm interesting very realistic acting from this naked broad uh but because these vampires can read minds and they're like we've read your mind that you killed a stat and that's our one vampire rule is that your vampire can't kill another vampire so
1: what are we gonna do kill another vampire with
0: amazing timing like as and it's like it's so there must be like half an hour at least cut from this film Cause we go straight from like Kirsten Dunst is like, I know you want to leave me Louie. So can you please make this woman a vampire? So she can be my vampire mommy since you were going to no longer be my vampire daddy. You want to
1: go be Antonio Banderas's companion.
0: Yeah. I know. Be, we, we know what that His means. So
1: cried out to mine and said, let him go.
0: You want to have almost makeouts with Antonio Banderas. We get it. And as the audience were like, we want that too. Get <laughs> over it. Kirsten Dunst. Let's see him kiss. <laughs> Um, but like, as soon as he turns this woman into a vampire, Kirsten gives Brad Pitt a smooch and immediately as if it's to catch a predator, (laughs) this, this theater of vampires burst in being like, we got you to the point that I was like, is it because they kissed? Is that why they're grabbing them? Like, oh no, it's because they know that this little girl killed the stat. So now they're going to light up Kirsten And this woman. Who they've just turned into a vampire. I'm like, what did this woman do?
1: I don't know. She's associated with them. So guilty. But I mean, clearly their morality
0: is skewed. Or I forget if do we get into the thing in this world? Probably not. That like if you kill the head vampire, then the other vampires die. I don't think that's a I thing don't in this think world. that's a thing in this. That world. would imply. But I mean, that's the thing because the stat makes it to the end credits. Because if you kill the yeah. stat, would Louis die?
1: Uh, but well, maybe not because
0: they do think that they killed the stat. Yeah. Although Louis... Doesn't seem surprised at all to see Lestat at the end of this movie. No.
1: Well, he doesn't seem to be much of anything. Surprised, sad, uh, much more than just like mopey.
0: Oh, this is true. Anyway, Kirsten Dunst gets lit up by the sun. And
1: this, I was genuinely sad about because number one, I was like, Oh, this is horrible.
0: And number two, I was like,
1: Wait, she's leaving the movie.
0: No, I know. and uh Tony they and they like they stuff Brad Pitt into a coffin and like b- rick him up, and then Antonio lets him out, but doesn't it's do anything late. to stop Claudia. Yeah, and he's just like, ah, oh, I would have, but it's too late. And Brad Pitt's like, I'm pretty sure you just decided to save me because you like me, but you did not care about Claudia. It's true, and in fact, she was an impediment to you. Yeah, Louis returns like the next day to get revenge. This is hilarious i uh... tipping over all this gasoline he lights this place on fire all these coffins and he's just waiting there with this it says each time someone bursts out of the coffin he can slice off their heads but these like stuntmen are getting catapulted out of these coffins on fire and going through the air and it looks like this it is the dumbest thing i've seen in a long time
1: yeah yeah i don't have anything to add just yeah
0: he does get a uh, Santiago pretty good. with like, like the oh, half, yeah, 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 like cuts him, like severs him in half. Yeah.
1: Cause Santiago's doing his whole, like, which way am I going? Doing routine? a mine. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Sometimes clownery,
0: <laughs> it can lead you down a dark On, path. Honestly, if he had no lines, I would have liked to see him. I performance agree. More. Let him be this weird mute. I sidekick,
1: completely agree. Or
0: who just refuses. To, you can, you can give him one line at the end. You cut him in half and he just goes,
1: Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Mared dies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My dear.
0: And I'm like, no one's keeping watch. Every single one of these vampires is just going to Snoozy Town in their coffin. You don't got a single person. Well, like, and also, like, what are the rules? Do you have to be in your coffin? Clearly not.
1: Because Brad Pitt's out there being like, I'm in, not in a coffin. We, you know, like, yeah. he says coffins, unfortunately, are a necessity are are they though you're alive
0: could you just get some blackout curtains my guy yes (laughs) come on come on and armand helps louis escape and he's like offers him a place by his side and Louis's like nope rejects him after once one more almost kiss a
1: close call and we're
0: sitting here like you cowards (laughs)
1: let (laughs) them kiss you cowards oh my
0: god that would at least give this movie something yes But it, you know, talk about Edgelord, you know, it just won't. And once again, we're now finally at the end of this interminable (laughs) movie. Rap Hit has been spending now more than a century moping around just watching sunrises in movies he's we just see him watching superman the movie and we see him exit a theater he just saw tequila sunrise
1: you were laughing so hard and so loudly we had to rewind it like a bit so that we could hear it's the just so
0: Mel gibson movie he just went to see it because it's got the word sunrise yes. in the title and i'm like you're 1994 so i think it's the next year is before sunrise with ethan hawk <laughs> and julie delphi at least a good movie brad pitt's at like before sunrise and he's like not enough sunrises. What? They're just talking all the all the movie is like, oh, okay. Oh, there's a sequel before sunset. Surely there'll be more sun. They're just
1: talking more. What about Little Miss Sunshine? Oh,
0: a beauty pageant. At least <laughs> with the other sunshine. Finally, with Danny Boyle, Sunshine, Killian Murphy, and Chris Evans have to reignite the sun. The whole movie. You're looking at the sun, and hey. it's about people obsessed with looking at the sun. That would be louis's favorite movie 2008 sunshine i
1: bet the guy's seen it at this point
0: oh he he's gotta own it on dvd at yeah. least
1: you know he brought it back to his little you know v- vampire cave <laughs> oh
0: and in 1988 stupid louis returns to <laughs> new orleans and goes just checking out his old abandoned mansion he's like oh look it's the stats surviving on rap blood and scared of was it a helicopter? False light. Yeah, it was a helicopter coming up with searchlights. I really was like, are they doing a raid on this mansion? What I don't know if it's just that. I know it was weird,
1: but I was wondering if it's just like they're in some area of New Orleans that at that point was like a bit more like patrolled by officers. Because I'd was- love
0: to see. This episode of Cops, where they bust a bunch of vampire, a, a, an old sleepy vampire. Okay, living but in a this the,
1: this is like a crossover between Cops and what we do in the shadows. Now yeah, I'm interested.
0: Absolutely, me- I was thinking that multiple times watching this is like God. I wish I was watching what we do we, in the shadows. You know what? We instead. should
1: put that on later just to we take should. the taste out of our mouths So
0: house. many people have told me how good the show is. I've, oh, I've never seen it. I know I should, but the movie is so good. Yeah. Uh. so we're
1: almost there Home yeah. stretch. spit it out we
0: have this stupid pointless scene with Louie, and then we finally cut back to present day 1994 and the interviewer is like what a great story you want to make me your companion surely that's why you told me and Brad Pitt's like you fool you've missed the I've boy I've been talking for days Solely to tell you not to be a vampire, and then he scares him. He roughs him up against He pulls him up against the ceiling, and he's like, "Ah, that's why you contact goes super greeny no, yellow." I don't want it. I don't want. It. I don't want it. And he runs away. Christian Slater does, and he gets in his car. At which he, point, I suddenly remembered how this movie ended. And he's going over the Golden Gate Bridge, and he puts in the cassette from his interview, and he's like, "Oh wow, I'm gonna need to." He literally says something along the lines of, "Like, ah, oh, I need to change his shorts." Yeah, I've. I've Either peed or pooed my shorts. This is, what, this is one of the last <laughs> lines of this stupid, stupid movie. Christian Slater saying that he has soiled himself
1: <laughs> as he listens to the cassette, and
0: he's as if to be like, "Well, I still got my great scoop on this guy <laughs> claiming to be a vampire with no facts that can be, be backed up." Backed up, which I I went on IMDb the plot synopsis of this film. It says, it's just a normal synopsis until this point, And it says, Lestat appears like a bat out of hell. <laughs> and I was
1: like, no, not like a bat out of hell. No,
0: They should have ended with some meatloaf. They should have ended with some bat out of hell for these credits instead of this. Yeah, godson, we got like, like one roses.
1: bat moment, one yeah. vampire bat thing.
0: But he feeds off Kristen Slater and now he's got he's like, Oh, I'm feeling better already, and I'm gonna give you the choice that I never had. And then we
1: hear the little like harpsichord play boo, 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 as he's like adjusting his ruffly cuffs, driving this convertible across the Oof. Golden Gate Bridge. I was like, Oof. How does this dude know how to drive? He seems to have just been in that mansion forever. He
0: seems yeah. like so scared of But I everything. guess if that
1: was just a few years ago, maybe his maybe visit with then. Brad Pitt galvanized him into it.
0: action. That's what did it. Uh, if only we could get a film set in those few years when Lestat on the scene between 1988 and 1994. What movies did he go and see? <laughs> what of the era did he like? Did he get into grunge? Did did Lestat like Nirvana? That's the question that I, I want to know.
1: Was still wearing his. Lestat wasn't ready to modernize, but he was like, I could get down with this car thing.
0: Hey, I get it. Horses are a thing of the past. At least be driving around in a car. Initial thoughts, Amy Jo. We've been talking about this stupid, stupid I think movie. The listener
1: knows yeah, I know. we didn't. And listener care apologies. For this. I,
0: I know I'm more than any other film we've done, I think I keep referring to this as a stupid, stupid movie. But I was so angered by how boring this film was. And apologies, John, for who requested it, especially if you requested it because you were like, this movie rules the school. It did not rule my school. It flunked.
1: Here's the thing: I think. I'm going to have a re- I am eager to have a conversation about casting. I'm I'm interested to see because we were talking about as we were watching it, like this is a case where I think some of this is just this is the movie that it is. But I do think a lot of it could be improved by the casting. Like, I, I think there are people who yeah. are just better at acting and better in period pieces than like Brad Pitt. Yeah. Even Tom Cruise is someone who I really don't believe pre World War Two you know? Oh no, yeah. And like Brad Pitt, it's like, Ooh, maybe like 1955 is the earliest <laughs> I want to believe him existing, you know, like
0: as an adult. So like, I, I think it's any, you can't go anywhere before 1900. now. like yeah. you Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's like in a world war one movie. I think that's Fury. I think, I Fury. I think Fury is world war one. Yeah. Maybe it is world war two, but either way, like sure. the
1: I, I, I 20th century makes sense, but I think Brad Pitt starts to make more sense as Brad Pitt. The closer we get to, Absolutely, day.
0: Brad Pitt and Fury, Brad Pitt and Inglorious Bastards, I yes. I like very much. Works I think from fine. then on you are gold. But there's
1: something about him that has a very particular like modern energy, and I don't even necessarily mean contemporary like mumblecore. I mean like modern, like yeah, really turn of the century onward. Yeah, but particularly like thriving in a post World War II era, and it's just yeah tough yeah. for me to believe. I agree. this so we're starting in a deficit <laughs> so there are some people and then it's also just like some people can say lines that you're like these lines are trash but make them sound like interesting and believable and he is not gifted and, that you way you
0: know this is another problem is that because I didn't know anything about this movie and I was like oh these are American vampires these are yes. or at least you know, as Tom Cruise said he's from Paris so it's like okay but like you cast are, two American and Americans and they're
1: leaning into the cultural differences without actually leaning into that in the performances like they clearly wanted to give them a the period feel makes them feel less american because it is like early america but it's like if you want to be leaning into the difference between like the old world and the new world kind of stuff then lean harder into the fact that they're american let brad pitt just like not have to talk he's reminding me a lot of like keanu reeves in *Dangerous Liaisons* and and much enjoy, yeah which is to yeah. say like trying too hard oh, to sound and famously, a famously bram
0: stoker's dracula
1: oh and i as far as your other
0: vampire films of the early 90s but
1: i was sitting there the whole
0: time going like does he have like flippers in you know does he does he have like like it feels like the thing that they're like well we're not so far after america was founded that like the accent might be still a bit i get the I get
1: the conceit, Ish. but in execution, it does not work. It no. certainly does not work if you're going to then have them go Ooh. to Europe. So like, but there are actors who I think could walk that line with a yeah. lot more grace and dexterity. So I yeah. mean, you know what? I'm yeah. here to talk about it. Let's not talk about the movie let's, that was. Let's talk about let's, the movie that could be.
0: Let's do it. Let's get into it. But real quick, the casting directors of Interview with the Vampire were Susie Figgis and Juliet Taylor. Figgis has also cast such films as Gandhi. The Crying Game, The Full Monty, and the first Harry Potter film. Taylor, an Emmy winner for casting Angels in America, has also cast Taxi Driver, Schindler's List, The Birdcage, and previous episodes Working Girl, Big, and Arthur.
1: So you know what? We can't they can't
0: all be winners. No. And you know. It's not like that they're saying, hey, Neil Jordan, you've got to cast Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise.
1: Clearly, like the producers are like, we want the biggest movie
0: stars you can find. Right. And of they course. were able to get them to sign on. Exactly. So let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance and Amy Joe is hearing it along with you listener for the very first
1: time. I don't know. I know fewer things than Brad Pitt's Louis <laughs> does in this
0: movie. Well, let's kick it off with Louie. So let me your thoughts on Brad Pitt. And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? My
1: first thought is my guy. No, Oof. no, you don't want to be here. He's clearly uncomfortable with the homoeroticism. Like he's trying to play it as though he is, but he's clearly just like not fully, you know, willing to like be the vessel for that. He's someone who like I never want to see do Shakespeare. Let's put it that way. I'm no. like, no, be... I can't
0: think of a single Shakespeare role no. or show that he, I would the, like to see him in.
1: Language does not play well on him, you know? Like not like this. No. no. And honestly, like he is beautiful, but because I was so irritated by his like expressionless face, I was like, I can't even enjoy that you're pretty because you don't even look that pretty to me because you just look
0: dulled, you know? Well, it's also with all this the vampire makeup and these contact lenses True. and and this hair. I think this hair, I never saw this uh any of these films when Brad Pitt grew his hair out like this. It was like this Legends of the Fall and California, maybe something else. From what I understand, Legends of the Fall, he's supposed to be very, just a real, like, romantic hero mm-hmm. of the of the American West.
1: But that feels like but, more in his pocket.
0: Absolutely. But I'm saying the hair looks so bad. This big, voluminous, it looks like a wig. And that's yeah. just this guy's hair. But none wow. of this, I thought, this is some of the worst I've ever seen Brad Pitt look.
1: He just doesn't, uh, it doesn't work for him. No. It doesn't work for him. But- i have i don't know i have a lot Oh, of sorry, i forget where but
0: they he is wearing one of the baggiest suits i've ever seen i think maybe it's the the mod, the present day scenes but oh. he is like why is why do his clothes not fit why, yeah, why can't you twice-
1: tailor brad pitt's suit thanks why
0: am i watching the talking heads and stop making sense why is he wearing a hilarious <laughs> giant suit i don't get this <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. He did not. Those present day scenes. I was trying to think of who it was that he reminded me of in those present day scenes, but it wasn't good. Um, Oh, you know what? It was a little bit, <laughs> it was a little bit guy Pearson memento cause he's wearing a suit that doesn't quite fit. <laughs> Great. We got there. Um, okay. First of all, I just want to say I have not watched this new show, but the actor they have playing at Jacob Anderson appears to be at least mixed race, which I think it's especially if you're going to purport that this guy is Creole, like mm. it just like, I no. appreciate that there's some attempt toward yeah. he's like... He's very
0: good. He was very good on Game of Thrones. That was a yes, thing. Yes, he's Grey
1: Worm, I've written Worm, down, Worm, which is a Game show I didn't watch.
0: But I did. And he was so. very good as someone who had like nothing to do in Game yeah. of Thrones. It was like 20th build. But he... But there for most of it. Just
1: even looking at photographs of him, I'm like, this guy feels more the vibe. Mm. You know, like he just... I don't know. It just looks more like, yeah, you'll look more comfortable in this world. I hesitate to recommend this actor because of everything we know about him. But I will say, like, an actor that is the same age that would have made more sense to me in this role is Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, Depp. yeah. Like, you want someone who is sensitive and brooding, but, like, you read the depth of that, especially at this point in his career.
0: Someone that can do a lot with a role that doesn't speak much.
1: Exactly. That's what I think... I was really longing for. in this is like, I don't get you're having an existential crisis because you just look kind of upset yeah. the whole time, which is not yeah. nuanced enough to carry the weight of this like kind of uh, poorly constructed script. insofar so far as like when information is revealed.
0: Yeah. To us. And I do think Brad Pitt has become a better actor Absolutely. as he's gotten older and that he's given performances specifically at Astra, where he's another very quiet contemplative performance. But there's a lot more going on beneath the surface. Yeah, I mean, and like, there's nothing going on beneath the surface in like, this movie.
1: It's, we've talked, I have nothing against Brad Pitt. And like looking at Thelma and Louise, I love him in that. But he's really writing on charisma and high energy. And when he is robbed of that kind of youthful yeah. high energy, he doesn't yep. know what to do. No. And that's fine but like don't cast him then as your ugh, narrative ugh. no no no, no. Anyway. but
0: i totally get the johnny depp like thinking of edwards's or Hannah, yes. thinking of the that films around is like this time the
1: one person around the area who was yeah. like please that that would be you switch that you have a very different film absolutely um if we're doing more contemporary like Number one, I was also thinking of, like, actual queer actors for this. I was like, someone like Ben Whishaw is giving me more of what I want. Like, I'm getting depth. I'm getting someone who, like, if also part of, I mean, because, like, all these stupid vampire movies are about, like, sex and sexuality and, and class, you know, and all of this kind of stuff. It's like, if that's what you're genuinely trying to explore, like, then someone struggling with, like you know, closeted homosexuality is interesting. And someone who is actually gay might have, I don't know, more thoughts about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and be less afraid to explore that. Mm -hmm. Um, But also Ben Wishaw is just a far superior actor. And I think you can get with the quiet kind of not saying much, you're going to read so much more on him and his like moral struggle. I think I would buy a lot more. I also have I mean, I can just say it now, but, like, I have a full, like, recasting. I was, like, watching this thinking about, like, well, what were, like, male kisses that, like, where they actually kissed? And I was like, oh, well, Velvet Goldmine was pretty, Mm. like, critical Mm -hmm. for that. So I was like, okay, give me Jonathan Rhys-Meyers as Louie. Give me uh, Ewan McGregor as Lestat, Tony Collette. Mm. Why not? She's got oh, the range; she could play a baby. <laughs> and then um, we
0: have Christian Bale instead of Christian Slater. <laughs> like,
1: just do a one-to-one.
0: I guess I'm not saying I it's guess. perfect,
1: but I am saying right, in some ways it's right. better.
0: I think I might switch around the Christian Bale. You, I might I, Christian Bale. You McGregor as your Lestat and Louis, one or the other. No, that's true. Yes, I think I
1: agree that you. Maybe you and not. as
0: Louis and Christian Bale's, or maybe not. I
1: don't know. Thinking of you in, uh, in velvet no. gold mine
0: though that's the true. energy he's
1: bringing in that is much more like yeah chaos dominant kind of energy yeah.
0: it's not a color i usually see on you mcgregor he was also a, he, he's the villain in the harley quinn birds of prey movie which is a very i wasn't crazy about but i am like okay of to see i, I can't see you mcgregor as a stat but i would certainly prefer it to what yes we have here
1: Mm, correct and then like i was actually interested in like an Elliot page thinking of him in inception and like Mm. how he's like functioning as the voice of reason and this kind of just like kind of a proxy for the audience because in a lot of ways that's what louis is which is partially why i think it can be a bit unsatisfying because it's like well you are other though like can we go deeper into that i would be interested in in that and i do that a lot then um yeah, like a slightly younger, like Chiwetel. I think I just want yeah. a really. I, it needs yeah. a really good actor. Yeah, that's all. And yeah. um, yeah, if not a really good actor, then then I guess what we've got is someone attractive. But I just, <laughs> I, it, I, it wasn't enough. But we for could me. do
0: more. There's people. a lot of attractive.
1: That Bridgerton guy's very attractive. Can he act? I don't know, I think, but like, I
0: believe so. People are. Crazy about that Get guy. Get Bridgerton I think should guy. be the new Bond. Get the Bridgerton guy. Get Roger Oh, yes, yes, yes. Re, or Reg. Look, I never watched Bridgerton. Reg Bridgerton. That's Re- his name. M-
1: Monsieur Bridgerton. Monsieur Bridgerton.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, really the main one at the time, Johnny Depp. Made later, I think James McAvoy would be really good in this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's a very good actor. I would have really liked the Heath Ledger. Oh, Louis? I have him elsewhere. Sure. I could also see elsewhere, yeah. but here is where I would like. And only a few years later, but I think... Speaking of quills, I think Joaquin Phoenix would be really good in this. Oh, he gives great distressed eyes. Tortured. But very, torture, you know, tortured over centuries. Brad Pitt is
1: giving me morose and like, kind of like, I'm sad to be here, but you need, yeah, the torturing. brooding.
0: Yeah, boring, and not like- brooding.
1: And not, my soul is aflame yeah. with
0: like, living in this grayness. Because it's a very- non-active protagonist even though he's yeah. technically active and that he's searching he's been the whole movie searching that's for hard. someone like him and to give him an answer but that's not there in the performance or because it's also not there in the writing correct so you need an actor who can just be living in that yes. world yes of i am miserable and i'm trying to find answers and i'm trying to like cleanse my soul Yeah, and walking phoenix is an actor that can always have 18 different emotions going on yeah and a lot more complicated he can juggle a lot yeah juggle a lot and i i would like that that's good um there's only a year off from to die for i know he's like 18 when he did that movie but you know if this made a few years later yeah Yeah. he's supposed to be only like
1: 23 gladiator wasn't that much later like yeah six
0: years later 2000
1: yeah yeah
0: brad pitt Uh, said in an interview that he was miserable making this film. Oh, really? He recalled the discomfort of the makeup, colored contacts, and particularly filming in an enclosed, dark indoor area for like six months of night shoots in winter. That does sound disconcerting. He at one point called his friend and producer David Geffen and begged him for a way out and learned that he could get out of his contract, but it would cost him $40 million. Uh. So he decided to tough it out for the remaining months. Uh, and when I say their makeup, part of that included, because one of their big things that when, and at the time was like, oh, that this is unique to this is like that they're almost translucent looking so you're skin. seeing the veins and stuff. But the reason why you're seeing those veins and why they look as good as they do, question mark, is because they're their actual veins. So what they would have them do is they would have to go upside down for no. 30 minutes so the blood would drain to their minutes. heads. And then they would be like, ah, there's their veins. And then so they could color in the veins. And then they could go right side up again. And it didn't specify that they had to do this every day. Maybe then they could have the plot, the makeup yeah. plot, and could then just get it from then on. But I like to imagine that's also why Brad Pitt is every single day. He's got to go get suspended for 30 minutes so the blood could rush to his head. That's so
1: dangerous. <laughs> and also like, ow, that, that's giving you full like bat experience that, <sighs> yeah. wow,
0: yeah. And, that's brutal. And he said he didn't get the script until two weeks before shooting, but he, he really liked the book, that there's mm-hmm. a lot, you know... And maybe he got a script, but the actual final script, because a lot of things were being changed. Because as I said, Anne Rice wrote it, but really, Neil Jordan rewrote a lot of it. And because of the writer's guild rules, he's just not credited. Mm -hmm. Um, But he said, in the book, you have this guy asking, who am I? Which is probably applicable to me at that time. Am I good? Am I of the angels? Am I bad? Am I of the devil? In the book, it is a guy going on this search of discovery. And in the meantime, He has this Lestat character that he's entranced by and abhors. In the movie, they took the sensational aspects of Lestat and made that the pulse of the film. And those things are very enjoyable and very good. But for me, there was just nothing to do. You just sit and watch. And that's
1: very true. And again, we should not be learning that that's really what we're supposed to be tracking as his like quest halfway through the movie. Like he's asking questions, but it doesn't become clear that that is like the the dramatic thrust of this character until
0: much later. It's too late he by that point. He's talking about it throughout, but not enough. And you have this whole book ending wraparound thing of him being, literally being interviewed. You literally yeah. can have, put that in the text of having Christians later asking these questions of like, well, why didn't, you know, if you were so miserable, why didn't you just kill yourself? If you were so like, well, why, why just have him like, yeah, you can get into some of this more of like moral quandary. Yes.
1: And he's just also sitting there like just kind of casually telling the story to this guy when it's like, how is this? Is this a way of absolving your soul in some way? Yeah, We like, don't
0: learn why he is decided. It must be. We don't learn like, like why he is. He's decided also giving to-
1: nothing in those scenes. So it's God. just like my guy. It's not all on you to figure it out, but, like, you could help. But It's that's, a little on you. It's a little <laughs> on you. But, like, that would be the type of thing that's, like, help out your actor by right. making that clear. Because it's, like, yeah. you can only act so much, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. As for the actors who were actually considered, right off the bat, Val Kilmer turned it down.
1: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And
0: I at least am buying Val Kilmer more in the period aspect yeah, absolutely. of it. Which is a weird thing say. to say, but he
1: is, yeah. he is a- always skirted that line a little more closely
0: part of me would actually be more interested in Val Kilmer as a Lestat than as a Louis but just because I think that he does lean a bit more that I can see like the malevolence yeah that he could do well I think it also
1: would probably be more interesting to Val Kilmer you know
0: well absolutely totally um and Anne Rice because we'll get into it Anne Rice thought that Tom Cruise was the worst possible casting (laughs) decision for Lestat, but she said if anything have them switch roles. So she thought that Tom Cruise should have played Louie, if like they're going to want Tom Cruise and Brad yeah. Pitt. Yeah. And I, I still don't think it would work. I, I'm curious if it would be better. I honestly don't know, or if it would just be different in a bad, a bad in a different way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But that sound means it's time to play a quick round oh of boy. Two Truths and Some Guy, or in this episode's case, Two Truths and Some Person. Due to Anne Rice's fear, that her novel was not being adapted because this is the 70s that she wrote it, and she thought it wasn't getting adapted because Lestat and Louis could be perceived as gay. So at one point, she rewrote it with Louis as a woman. And as she said, at that time in history, you could own your own plantation and run things if you were a man. You couldn't if you were a woman. It was the French law. So this is a woman who dressed like a man to pass (gasps) herself off as a man. This
1: just got so much more interesting.
0: And otherwise, it was exactly the same as Interview with the Vampire. So I'm like, I wonder if then at a certain point, maybe then once it's like with Claudia, once they go over to France, if maybe then Louis would be living as a woman or if it would still be this is... Protect, I'm Louise. We can, able, <laughs> right? Is Louise? A, oh, and then Louis. Um, and then maybe, or if it would be like continuing to be kind of in that guise, because as a just a just a, just a single woman and yeah. and girl going, going the around, you're like in. walk exactly. around town, uh, exactly. dressed as a
1: man, and people leave you alone.
0: So we could have had that version potentially. Uh, and so two of the following actors were up for the role of Louis. One was not. And we chose to guess which is which. Your options are Michelle Pfeiffer, Cher. And Angelica Houston. Oh!
1: <laughs> wowie, 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 wow! I
0: originally was gonna discuss Louis last, and I was like, Oh no, wait, we gotta get this no, up we front. So talk we could about pepper in this because it this reframes earlier.
1: everything. Yeah. Okay. Michelle Pfeiffer, Sharon, Angelica Houston.
0: Yeah. Heck,
1: heck, heck, heck. All great. Let me just write right now. Say number one, <laughs> all better actors than Brad Pitt. Number two. I'm interested. I'm gonna say, hmm. This is tough. <laughs> you love to stump me. Um tricky tricky tricky, 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 cocoa pop, tricky, tricky, mmm, e, oh, share.
0: I'm sorry, that's incorrect
1: angelica
0: i'm sorry that's incorrect. it was michelle as far as i could tell michelle pfeiffer was not considered. i thought surely they went louis. with like
1: like femme equivalent of brad pitt kind of sure. like Supes i get it.
0: i get it but angelica houston was considered and i saw one place one place that said that she was considered for lestat but multiple places say that it was for louis yeah. so i think that it was just a i mm, yes yeah, possibly some... considered
1: for both but it sounds like I'm going to take Anne Rice's word in this instance.
0: Exactly. So Angelica Houston was considered wow. and that Cher was the main one who Anne Rice was like, right, changed it to be a woman specifically for Cher. I love it. And so while the role eventually went back to being male, Cher, along with Shirley Eichhardt, wrote a song for the movie soundtrack called Lovers Forever that was rejected by the producers, but would eventually be released on Cher's 2013 album, Closer to the Truth. So now if you know that song, you're like, oh, that song is meant to be for Interview with the Vampire. That could have been, you know, a movie starring Cher. And now here's Cher closing out the closing out the movie with a big old Cher number. Wow.
1: Wow. My mind deeply expanded.
0: Bananas to picture Cher and Tom Cruise. To be Cher getting bossed around by Tom Or Angelica Houston getting bossed yes, around by Tom Cruise. That's the thing.
1: Absolutely not. Either of them I'd rather have as Lestat
0: well i I think also
1: what what it sounds like is when they're doing that in that equation it's to get something more like hetero
0: so you're not necessarily earlier that's what i'm saying you're not necessarily looking at Tom Cruise for this that's that's an excellent point so that's like yeah picturing more angelica houston around like the time she won her oscar for crazy honor and like share around like silkwood or or moonstruck but i think even early probably probably probably, yeah my guess but that's uh, fascinating
1: yeah. and what that's just i think such a creative way i don't want to say to solve a problem but like to to be like okay well yeah i mean it is inherently queer coded you know it, it is so, I like be, i would be sad to lose that but when absolutely. the movie already but is like, just what's hinting? a way that we can still maintain some of that like cross-dressing doesn't not do some of that like we still manage yeah. to have it it just makes it perhaps a bit more palatable to. but but a queer audience would still Right. be able to uh, unpack
0: that true um that's true interesting wow yeah wild stuff but let's move on to claudia amy joe your thoughts on kirsten dunst and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else no no it's so good she's so good. excellent every moment just like it's
1: so having you know we've seen a ton of child performances yeah. over the years and like i the little women Starring her and Winona Ryder right. and everything is one of my like most loved. So like this new one's coming out and people are sharing like Beth memes of like Was it Florence Pugh that plays her in that one? No,
0: she's not Beth. Oh, she's 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 uh, Amy. She's Amy. Yeah. That's that's Kirsten Dunst. Right, um, right, right. the Beth was uh, Eliza Scanlon
1: Eliza Scanlon But they're showing like like memes of her and I'm like the Claire Danes erasure is <laughs> shocking. Um, but like so I'm like extremely familiar. I've been you know familiar with her since I was a kid. Cause she's basically my age, you know. Mm. So like. I've yeah. grown up with Kirsten Dunst yeah. as both a child and then like adult. Jumanji actor. was the
0: big one for me. Jumanji. I, I mean, obviously, Drop Dead Gorgeous, Little but Women,
1: little, little Women, and there's some other one that I'm I'm not thinking of. But yeah, like she's just so alive, and she's so it's fascinating to me to watch because obviously I'm mapping my own stuff onto it. She's she's a child acting and doing as she's told, you know. But like I don't get any of that. It's like when you watch some of the early harry potters like the very early ones you can see the kids kind of like parroting the line readings yeah and then you reach a certain point where it's like i can feel emma watson in particular hits it before the the boys do where she's like oh i now understand better how to be a good actor but i don't know how to do it yet but you see her trying to figure it out so you get like a movie or two where she's kind of clunky and self-conscious because it is that age but also she's like trying to like figure out how to make choices on her own right But you still feel the director's like hand in that. I do not feel that in this. Like, I mean, clearly, like she has like it's it's there, but like you don't the performance is so full and so fully realized the way she throws tantrums that feel both very childlike and also very adult. Like I'm someone who wants things and I like she does feel like from another time, but also like. Ageless in a weird way I don't even mean like old soul I mean like weirdly she transcends Age in a lot of ways in a way that's very Thrilling
0: totally she is aided by The makeup and the costuming but it does not feel Like that that is wearing her it doesn't feel like They are just putting on like as not old age makeup, but as as if to help age her, it doesn't right. feel like she is wearing it rather than it wearing it's her. The
1: vocal choices she's making, you know, just like oh Lou, you know the way she's she's just an exceptional actor, and it's just like really.
0: It reminded me of all things. There's this uh, Batman villain who I remember from the animated series who was like this little child star, but she had l- like a little whatever happened to baby Jane, but that she has this disease so that she always looks like a little girl. Oh. And so it is just her always like pretend to be a little girl. But then it's because she's like, and now it's like, no, come on, you idiots. This we got to
1: rob this bank. Baby from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Kind of, kind
0: of. And I was reminded of that, which is kind of wild to be able to see in a live action performance from yeah. a 10 year old
1: girl she's great i don't have any other thoughts because i'm like no. uh, who
0: can touch it no it's very true i was like of the time i mean maybe her little woman co-star claire danes like i could see and everyone else is a little more sure recent. i just don't
1: the thing about like even thinking about like because obviously they were in little women together and and amy is the youngest daughter and yeah. so she younger youngest sister so she when she grows up she's played by i think it's samantha morton i believe you're right um so like or samantha age someone yeah not Samantha.
0: Maybe Samantha Mathis. It's one of the two. Regardless, I always confuse them. Yeah.
1: But um but regardless, like Claire Danes is a bit older, reads older, but it's also like Amy is sure. the kind of fiery, tempestuous right. troublemaker one. And Beth is like, I'm yeah. just gentle and love sitting by the <laughs> lake, you know. So
0: there there you go. Yeah. Um, you know, if you made if you made this uh, 10 year or however many years later, Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh. There as you go. A little Claudia. Um, I could see yeah, made not now recent, but like sometime between, like later mm-hmm. than that, I could see like the young Jenna Malone. Um, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. an Elle Fanning, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, all eleven Minnie from the Stranger Things shows, uh, or or Daphne Keen, who some people remember from Logan as a who is a very fiery character in in Logan. Um, for those who remember, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else, but I should because she's holding her own against Hugh Jackman and Patrick Maybe Stewart. Maybe
1: she's like, I'm gonna go have a life. This acting thing,
0: quite possible. Quite possible. Kirsten Dunst was the first girl who tested for the role. Wow. Apparently, listening in on 10-year-old Dunst, as she bombed her initial audition, her acting coach, who was sitting just outside the room, persuaded for her not to give up yet she said he knew i didn't nail it and i walked out and he was like nope you go back in there he went in and apologized to all present and said she didn't do what she can do and nuns got a second chance to impress them and went on to land the role
1: well aren't they glad that they gave her that second
0: chance absolutely but that's like Whoa, who who was that coach? And like, is that to be able to go to her and be like, oh no, 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 no. She'd not show you what she can do. Is like, sir, we're gonna need you to leave now. We have I, it one might be million people. A little to different at
1: not being um the child's parent, you know. That's true. Maybe it was someone that like Yes,
0: thankfully it wasn't Mama Rose oh, coming God. in.
1: She didn't show you what she can do. <laughs> Sing out, Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh according to Kirsten Dunst. I don't know if this is still going on, but she said Tom Cruise always sends her a coconut cake with white chocolate chips every Christmas. She refers to it as the Cruise cake, which she's always excited to receive, admitting the cake never lasts a day.
1: That's amazing. So we have a friend who uh, on her Instagram, like when she she, is in L.A., have uh, some of the time and, and here's some of the time and like they found the bakery he, apparently he'll send though that's like a cake he will send what? to people that uh, are like like friends on their birthdays oh. and so she's like we got the tom cruise cake it's a, it's a famous cake <laughs> i think oh, so wow. so i know exactly what you're talking oh, about so I've you ain't it. special
0: dunce you send that cake to everybody well, I, think, I
1: think you still have to be on a list to get a one of these cakes from tom cruise on your birthday you know who do we think is do we think brad pitt was getting a cake I think it does the gesture hits differently knowing, to a child co-star then, to
0: knowing that they didn't really get along during filming that's because what I'm according saying. to Cruise Brad Pitt wasn't wearing deodorant and was pretty stinky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're wearing all those layers. Maybe that's he was hot. gifted
0: a deodorant every year for his birthday like, for Christmas here you instead. Oh my
1: guy. <laughs> oh, can you
0: imagine? I like to think that Ving Rhames is getting the cake. They made a, they made making yeah. all these Mission Impossible movies, Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg. They better be getting the cruise you cake. They better be getting that cruise cake. I don't know if the Cruise Cake can make it overseas for Simon Pegg, but at least for Ving Rame, if you're shipping in country. Yeah, you're just shipping in L.A. You're just shipping in L.A. Ving Rhames, he's got to have a place in L.A. He's I would have said He's the guy's He's always working. Give me Ving Rhames' stat. I'd rather have... I'd rather <laughs> have give me Ving <laughs> Rhames' Claudia. I don't even care. Here are the actual actors who were up for Claudia besides Kirsten Dunst. Christina Ricci audition. I mean,
1: I could have named all the people that were probably on for it. I mean, of it, course.
0: I mean, speaking of... Christina you Ricci's amazing. Extol Christina Ricci's virtue. you got to get on that Patreon you for Adam's Family Value. To Look. hear
1: us talk about Wednesday. However... I think one of the things that you could put Christina Ricci in a blonde wig, but something about her looking like a porcelain doll with this curly, curly hair and being so like angelic yeah, works really well with like, we know she's out there like, you know,
0: it's true. Drinking I've blood. seen Ricci as a blonde. She looks fine as a blonde, but That's specifically similar. for this point of time as a child, when an audience would be like, Oh, it's the girl that just crushed playing Wednesday Adams yes. in two different movies. Yes. It would be a little like, Ooh,
1: To also have like this kind of lightness that, you know, which also works with the con when they have her like luring people in by being like, my mommy, you know. Yeah, that whole thing. She's so good.
0: She's She's so good. Thank God. Thank God for you, Kirsten Dunst, helping me make it to the (laughs) end of this film. Uh, Dominique Swain audition. Oh, sure. The Lolita remake and uh, John Travolta's Daughter in Face Off is what I know her best. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. yep.
0: Uh, Evan Rachel Wood audition. Oh. Which I like that idea. Sure. I can very much see that. Uh, Julia Stiles auditioned.
1: Oh right, she was out here trying to do things.
0: In 1994, she was playing Erica on Ghost Rider, a show that oh. I watched so so We so
1: absolutely I just had like the biggest flashback, <laughs> I remember sitting in our our kitchen, we had like a little TV in like a cupboard. Over, like, the bar seating area, yeah. and that's where we would like watch. And yeah, we definitely would watch Ghostwriter sitting at the kitchen table, like, at night, like, eating our cereal. It
0: was a great show. Wow, it was a great show. Uh, and finally, Natalie Portman auditioned. I
1: thought you were just saying, Natalie Wood, I was like, there's so many reasons why that can't be true. Um, Natalie Portman, makes the a ghost lot more of sense. Natalie
0: Wood auditioned for Claudia. Oh man, well, no. she was a child actor. Natalie, Portman, Natalie Portman, 1994, she was doing Leon the Professional, which was her big, yeah, yeah, yeah. big break. Uh, yeah, she'd
1: be good in this. I she would. Kirsten Dunst is the best choice, um, given the
0: period piece of it. Like because Natalie Portman is giving kind of a similar performance in that she's far older than her years and professional, and the stuff that she's having to deal with in that movie. Um, But Natalie Portman works better in a contemporary situation or
1: the future, or in the future. Just clean up a dollar. Which
0: future, okay. That I, was, future. I was thinking V for Vendetta as like no. no, 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 not in future London she, with that crappy London she accent. When Keira Knightley
1: were sure, to match, sure, sure, you know? sure.
0: I hear ya, I hear ya. Uh, but let's move on to the interviewer, Daniel Malloy. Image your thoughts on Christian Slater and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else?
1: I'll go on the record here and say I always forget about Christian Slater and he's in so much, so I don't know how, but I'm always like, oh right. Christian Slater. It's not
0: in so much that you're personally seeing. Well, we've
1: seen a lot on the pod. And every time I'm still surprised, you know, even what? What besides Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Maybe it's stuff that.
0: We've seen Heathers, but we haven't covered that. I don't know if that will make an episode, but we should oh, see if that would make an episode. Because Heathers. Heathers is great.
1: Heathers is great. But I guess maybe it's like, I see Heathers and I don't think of that as Christian Slater. But I think of this guy as Christian Slater. You know what I mean? Like, does that make mm. sense? Like, dark Christian Slater to me is a different actor okay. than like, I'm just okay. kind of a guy with floppy hair.
0: Yeah. Um, right. but I
1: really like him in this.
0: Fun energy. Fun
1: energy. He's doing Thank like God. a light, just a tiny bit, tiniest bit of an accent, like New York almost. That's just giving me, just like he's Perfect shading San his Francisco. vowels perfect for san francisco <laughs> but no it gives me this kind, well i mean like look peter falk colombo that guy is lapd and you're telling me he's not straight from brooklyn
0: that's a good point come on
1: um so uh, let's just say canonically i'll take it but i i really like the energy it's so different and he's not just he... uh, just one more question yeah. louis why how what no you're telling me oh you're okay. telling me Okay. hey all right i wasn't even gonna suggest peter falk but now i'm saying <laughs> peter falk critical That's Peter beautiful <laughs> just i'm imagining him i'm imagining brad pitt Dr- driving his jalopy slowly,
0: along the, sand, yes, the golden gate yes, bridge
1: it would have to tom be tom cruise
0: having to break open two different windows to get into that and car and then the
1: the the dog manages to like take down um dog you know the famed dog um oh man i'm loving it um yeah regardless i just think it's a nice shift from energy of these guys who are like i'm trying so hard to appear like i Float across the ground. I don't know what accent I'm talking in. It's called fancy.
0: And in comes old snappy exactly. Slater with hey, the old.
1: Hey, hey, I'm just a, I'm just a guy who's doing something. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. I don't have a lot of backstory, but like he feels like a person, and he also is like fulfills his function far beyond what he
0: needs to do. You know and what I mean? He's not there much. He, no,
1: but I, I feel can't like I more than a know week. more about like. Who he is as a person than Louis that I've spent 8,000 years with. Just
0: from his characterization. Because we yes. really learn nothing about this guy, which makes the ending who who, like, a, yeah. who could possibly care? we yeah. Ending the film, but being him, like now he wants to be a vampire. Who is this guy? I Did, did we even learn, like, does he write for a paper or a magazine? No, He just does, like, humans of New York, but instead of humans of New York, it's vampires of San Francisco. It's Eldritch of San Francisco. Yikes. He'll, he's interviewing Sasquatch next week and the <laughs> creature from the Black Lagoon interview. but he seems surprised he's like smash that subscribe button horror monsters oh
1: man no he's clearly just like interviews people i collect stories yeah really you go up to random strangers rooms in san francisco in 1994 sure my guy anyway you're um, collecting
0: stds my guy oh
1: no but anyway i think that he is fantastic like i'm always engaged he's very present Works great for this. I, it works great. The movie
0: needs it. Desperately. Desperately.
1: Desperately. um It was giving me the same era. It was giving me a bit of like James Spader, Sex Lies, and Videotape oh, kind of stuff. And I was like, absolutely. actually, James Spader, also great. Yeah. Because he's giving, he always gives me like.
0: Weird sexual energy, but well, I might want to save that weird sexual energy for a different character then. Oh,
1: that's true, but I don't, I don't feel like it quite works for me for okay. Lestat. You know who he really reminded me Even of?
0: Louis, I'd rather James Spader's Louis for sure. I, I James
1: Spader is an interesting Continue. weirdo, which would yeah. be helpful. Yeah. So you know, who, like the way they had him costumed and the way he was talking just really reminded me kind of of Bill Paxton, and I was like, oh, honestly, this course. would be a great role for Bill sure. Paxton. Sure, sure. Um, why but i was like i sterling k brown i was like i'd be i i mean it's way too small of a part for sterling k brown you know but i was like i don't know i can just he's in black
0: panther for two minutes you know like the man can make a meal out of a small role
1: absolutely and i'm just like i feel like he's also someone who can come into a movie have great impact and and you know i i would buy what. whatever he wants to be a vampire i'm selling what you're i'm buying what you're selling (laughs) um this also just thinking about like uh, him and Almost Famous made me think of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like, Ooh. just someone who, yeah. who uh, like, again, with like
0: a smaller old part. Lester, can, bangs. Yeah, yeah. Old Lester Bangs. Yeah, Lester Bangs can
1: give me like a fully realized performance. Um, I'm always
0: here interviewing vampires because I'm uncool. I, <laughs> I'm that, not the cool guy out there being a vampire. I'm the uncool guy the thing. interviewing uh, the that's vampire. That's the thing.
1: I think Christian Slater is giving us great energetic contrast, yeah. you know, and that's what I think you Absolutely. want, which is which it. explains my next person, which is really I don't know what I was thinking other than contrast, and that's Paul Giamatti. <laughs> um, yes, please. Just like a young Paul Giamatti, just being. But I can please see them, PG. that being someone who's like, yes, I want to be this glamorous. Uh,
0: effective Emerald like oh, geez shirt. you mean I could be a sexy vampire like you Brad Pitt exactly. one little bite and now I'm rocking that ponytail that's what I'm saying here we go know? PG we're turning it around <laughs> <laughs> so anyway oh, those are some no more sad or low for
1: me oh my god just <laughs> rat <Whoa>. blood <laughs> Just peeling. There we go. Let's do do
0: sideways. But they're two vampires uh, going on just like a a a, a blood tour (laughs) of the Tuscan Valley.
1: (laughs) Hey, now we got something I'm interested in. (laughs) I'm not drinking. Be positive. (laughs) (laughs) Be positive. Uh, So
0: I could see Ethan Hawke in this is giving me kind of similar. For sure, because Christian Slater is like he's someone that's kind of always looked like he's young in this he's like 23 24 and like he does not look 23 24
1: and yes because because brad pitt has the line i was 24 right younger than you are now it's like okay well how do you judge
0: right i was like well how because he looks
1: wasn't this was it after this that you're like i'm glad i never tried vests was that from this oh no that we were watching Okay, i
0: I was like he wasn't wearing a vest was he but i think he might be he might have a vest on while he's interviewing brad pitt i can't remember um but I am also glad that I never tried that. <laughs> uh, I think this is a great little part for Robert Downey Jr.
1: Oh, tremendous!
0: Yeah, um, talk about changing that temperature. Yeah, uh, and someone that is very like aggressively contemporary. Although yeah. you know he's done Richard the Third. I will, we'll chat. I could see Robert yeah, Downey Jr. Still, as, li, as a listat. Absolutely, I but
1: I, I buy Robert Downey Jr. a bit more. I mean, the Sherlock Holmes of it all. You yeah. know, like all of that. Yeah,
0: it's a very different energy, but. You know, Neil Jordan likes working with the same people and he's also in The Crying Game. I could see Forrest Whitaker in this role. Sure, I would yeah. like also because we're very, you know, all of our actors of our color are getting uh, brutally murdered. Yeah, so sure it'd be nice are. to have someone who wasn't.
1: Well, but he does, though.
0: Well, he's not murdered. He ends the movie being like, does he want to be a vampire or that's not? True, that's but true. yes, a case in point. Yeah, uh, or a uh, Don Cheadle, like just give me yeah, a very yeah. strong, just give me a strong contemporary flavor in this role. Yeah. when the other roles need to have lived for centuries. Exactly. That's right. Which is what I ultimately love so much about Christian Slater in this. Is that as discussed in Robin and Prince of Thieves, he's aggressively yeah. contemporary. I was like,
1: that didn't work for me. What would? I don't know. <laughs> Let's just uh, let everyone else do all the hair acting.
0: Right. Uh, and this role in the new TV show is uh, Eric Bogosian. So oh, they clearly. Oh, I
1: did see that. Like, oh, I don't
0: need this to be a young, hip no. guy anymore, which I love. Give me, give me that Eric Bogosian. Absolutely. Uh, oh. The role was supposed to be played by River Phoenix, but he passed oh. away right before filming. So Oof. they were like, Kind of in a bind, uh, and Christian Slater donated. He was paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and he donated the salary to two of Phoenix's favorite charities. Aww. Which I mean, you kind of—I feel like you have to do. But I'm like, how long did he film for? Two a quarter of a million dollars? That's, That's wild. For probably not much. No. Um, But after Phoenix died, once again, they're kind of scrambling. They screen tested uh, Stephen Dorff and then they approached little baby Leonardo DiCaprio about playing the role.
1: I was watching this going, depending on when this was made, like within a 10 year window there's no way they're not looking at Leo for something for you know? something.
0: And that's, that's why I'm like, I could so see if this was made a decade later of DiCaprio trying to get into get that Lestat, And of how bad that would be. Yeah. But I can't say if it would be worse or better than Tom Cruise. I honestly can't, but I think they both, both this for Tom Cruise and Django for DiCaprio, both are the exact same, like, are the exact same reason of why they did them to have this big, over the top theatrical Theat- very theatrical yeah. villain that i think they both thought but was very do different than they've both done them. in
1: other th- like like magnolia yes. or wolf of wall street arguably are also big over the top theatrical villain type roles for both of them yes. but they are
0: more contemporary suited to what they both do absolutely and both very successful in those yeah. in those roles and uh some people really like dicaprio in django i'm not one of them. But speaking of the stat, let's move on to the stat. Joe, what's your thoughts on Tom Cruise? And who'd you cast if you got to cast someone else?
1: <laughs> well, here's one thing. I want to, I'm not going to recommend it because I've recommended this podcast before, but like there's an episode of You're Wrong About where they talk about, or maybe it's not You're Wrong About, maybe it's um, Decoder Ring. Regardless, I'll look it up and find out. But I was listening to a podcast episode not that long ago about unpacking the moment of Tom Cruise on the couch of Oprah saying, I'm in love with Katie Holmes. Yeah. 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 And like, we all apparently took that moment entirely out of context. If you watch the whole episode, it is not some weird thing that he did. It's like specifically a reference to something Oprah said earlier and the audience was loving it earlier. And he did this. So it was like an escalation of a bit that they were yeah. already doing. But then of course, like it was this clip that was like recycled and everything like that. And so after that, we only see him really doing like action hero stuff. Like he's never done a film like this, like really since, that incident because he's just like it totally like messed with his image completely. And I just was really thinking about that, watching this just being like, well, you're not good in this, but like, Y- you know, you should be able to like yeah. play with these aspects of of your humanity without you know feeling like well that's not allowed to me. um
0: Which well, you know he is. I do think Tom Cruise is very successful in Collateral, which he's also the one hundred percent villain mm-hmm. with a capital V, but also present day Michael. man I don't movie. even.
1: I don't even mean. I I don't mean villain, and I don't even mean the homoeroticism. I mean more like that it's like a romantic type like movie that's yeah. like that it's not it, that it's not contemporary that it's not this is not a masculine movie you know what i mean yeah. and i think that it's that that just yeah. strikes me as like a particular thing also of stars of like his generation where it's like what's okay what's yeah. not okay and when he reached a certain point where he's like well i can't walk back from this oprah thing after this my life is different because that is always going to be one of the first things people think of about me. And it's true. So anyway, it's just very interesting. So I was thinking about that, watching this. It's like, Oh, at this point in his career, he felt that he had more freedom to do something mm. like this and feel like he wasn't being pigeonholed in any one particular way. Like people yeah. weren't going to perceive him as like like, very
0: much pursued this, like really yes, wanted this to I'm help sure. shake up. What I, he was but that's, for. I think what
1: made me also a little kind of like, I'm not sad. I, I'm not like, you know, over here, like thinking about Tom Cruise, and, and my heart's not over here, like breaking for the guy. But like, <laughs> thinking, just thinking about, like, oh, this is clearly an actor who wants to do stuff like this, and instead is like, okay, well, you know what? I'm gonna just like go hard down this like action star route, and like that's what I'm gonna do and be known for. And and then like, probably the closest
0: is doing Rock of Ages, which is still yes. like I'm like still very um Trace. Uh, was his name? Stacy. 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 Jacks. He's still like the most masculine of them, but it's still like. He's in Brock of Ages. Yes. It's still not the most masculine thing you could do, my guy. No. And even that, it's still like he's got to be the like the real hunk star that everyone yes. wants to bone. Yes.
1: And it's got to be a comedy. And yeah, exactly. So anyway, that was just like
0: he's in on the joke.
1: Yes. Yes. Because he was the butt of this massive like cultural joke. Anyway, that's just been that was just like on my mind as I was like yeah. watching this in a way that I was just like i found it really fascinating and just interesting to think about anyway i have a lot of thoughts i here's where i have heath ledger i just think sure i want he could do both he could absolutely do both but i do also see like just him like toying with someone and and the delight just thinking of him well i mean obviously him as the joker but him you know even in 10 things i hate about you like in the moments when he's like Having fun at other people's expense, like not in an evil way, just in a playful way, like that. The, there's a lot of that in this the sense of play that Heath Ledger comes into anything with. Yeah. I feel like would really be great here.
0: Ooh, I'm just picturing like, okay, you populate your film with Batman villains, so it's Heath Ledger as Lestat, Killian Murphy as Louis. Ooh, ooh, because I was like, would want Killian Murphy more, Lestat so or Louis? And I'm like, mm. because he could do either. I think it's just let those intense eyes be yes, brooding away as talking. Louis.
1: Louis. Uh,
0: but yeah. Well,
1: yeah, then, in, in, that in, in just the Batman uh, villains, who's your interviewer?
0: Ooh, who is the interviewer? I don't know. Maybe uh... Jack Nicholson. Jack, <laughs> Jack Nicholson. No, well, you got to save Jack Nicholson for Claudia, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Danny I don't have any Danny DeVito. Oh, oh my God. I know why you told me your story. You want me to be, be a, a companion? companion. <laughs> don't you want to almost have makeouts with me, Danny DeVito? <laughs> oh, I almost saw. I got to need a change of shorts after that.
1: Thank you for bringing that back up. Because I, I had forgotten that. I can't believe that was a line. Um, then I, here are a couple of people just going with look and, well, not just look, vibe. Like Jude Law is like, yeah. that's like, yes. that's someone yes. who feels like he always reads a bit cold in a way that would be very yeah. helpful in this. He's got theatricality. The man played yeah. Hamlet on Broadway. Hey,
0: you make this a few years later, honestly, do the talented Mr. Ripley. <gasps> I can see Jude Law as Lestat and Matt Damon is Louis. Yeah. I, I get that.
1: I'm yeah. I'm not like obsessed with the idea of Matt Damon in this, but I'm like okay with it.
0: Okay, you know? well then you do the same thing. Anne Rice is still assumes that Louis is going to be a woman dressed as a man. So now it's still t- Talented Mr. Ripley, but you have Jude Law as Lestat and Kate Blanchett as Louis. And now funny is right under Jude Law and Philip Seymour Hoffman as ta- from Talented yes, Mr. Ripley. Him right as the interviewer
1: under Jude Law's name. I have Kay Kate Blanchett, Blanchett down. <laughs> and i also I mean, have written on. why don't we just watch carol um and then Wait, you've never seen it but i've read the price of salt let's watch it let's watch I told it you. The I price of ha- salt. i'd love
0: to rewatch carol
1: but listener She's if you so have not good. read the price She's of salt so which good. is what carol is based on it is an astonishing book i also have next to kate blanchett michelle yo i'm just like i yeah i just want someone that like i'm thinking of like kate blanchett sure. in in like as galadriel kate like blanchett
0: someone does list rooney mara as Louis. Yeah, do a carol reunion. for me
1: um I thought of this independent of the comment I made when we were watching it, but I was like, Ray Fines is yes. giving me much yeah. more what I want. And then there was a that I forgotten that I said when like, you know, he goes back to New Orleans, and is like, Hello Lestat. <sighs> and he's like, Louis, and he turns around. I was like, It's giving yeah, Voldemort. It's giving Voldemort. But, no, <laughs> but Ray Finds are nineteen ninety-four so Ray good. Fines Come on.
0: could do either, but I'd be most interested in Lestat.
1: I think he would this if you have Ray Fiennes in this role, you have a, even even with Brad Pitt, you have a different you movie. have an
0: actual movie. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, but then this is who I am. Oh, well, let me go back to I'll, okay. I'll save my I'll save my favorite for last. Nicholas Holt, I think right now would be very fun. In this. Ooh, like, interesting. He's starting to kind yeah. of age into a place where I'm like, yeah, yeah, he just plays like he's got the sense of play. He plays cruel. Well, as well, you so know, good on the great. He's got so status. I just I think he'd be great. Now, this is not someone the great, the great, the <laughs> great. He is not famous enough to have ever done this. But John Cameron Mitchell would be a very interesting, interesting. list for me. I just feel like yeah. even thinking of him in like in Hedwig, just like, well, I mean, we not just the movie, but we also saw him when he did the revival. Like, yeah, just someone who is egoless in the way he's willing to play cruelty you Mm. know and i think that that would be useful here i dig that and then my top choice my favorite choice is andrew scott yeah imagine andrew scott and ben wishaw and we have a movie i was
0: thinking that yeah Yeah. i love that um i could do a little x-men reunion give me james mcavoy as louis and michael fassbender as lestat that'd be also a very beautiful film he'd be one sexy vampire um and as i said i could see rdj here i could see modern day i mean give me cumberbatch give me David yeah, Tennant she, oh, at the time. I think it's, it's either Ray fines, Gary Oldman, who was sure. too busy doing Dracula in the Francis Ford Coppola, Dracula. or give me an Alan Rickman list. I know Ooh. he's supposed to be pretty young, but I don't uh, care. Also like, I don't I, care. You, you give me
1: the acting. Give me
0: any of them. Ray fines, Gary Oldman, or Alan Rickman. and I do think it does come down to that. Even though they're supposed to be Americans, or he's not. him. He's supposed to be from Paris. I think he, we need some we do need some Brits here. Well, all or this we, new a,
1: TV show, they're all British. And I think there, there you it go. Makes or,
0: sense. or you need it. It's just a little harder to find American actors that can play this this far back, period, acting. It's just bad. it's a weird time to be not in like the American West, but to be this far yeah. back and to be in New Orleans. We're like ugh,
1: it's too European. Coats, the thing is, it's too so European, European for Brad
0: Pitt way too european for yeah if you're
1: going to play like elements of the old world and the new world you need someone who can handle that and they didn't get the
0: guy yeah um so tom cruise had his work cut out for him uh anne rice threatened to take her name off the project (gasps) because she did not believe cruise could do the role justice uh and she recused herself from the production and did not view the film until a producer sent her a vhs copy after it was done And she was so impressed by Cruz's performance that she wrote him a letter of apology and recorded a two-minute video endorsing the film that was included as a pre-feature on mid-1990s VHS releases of Interview of the Vampire. And I could see, especially knowing just Tom Cruise from pre-1994, I could understand thinking this was going to be even worse than what he's doing. Which I think he is, as as we've said, discussed, he is trying He is certainly And he's having a good
1: time, you know? Yeah. I do get it. I I will say, like, the more I've been writing, when I'll, like, sit through a reading of my stuff, I'll stand back up and be like, I am covered in sweat. Like, I get why playwrights (laughs) will, like, pace at the back of the house. Because you can't do anything. And I'm used to acting where I at least get to expend any kind of adrenal energy into a release by performing. And when you're just sitting there listening to other people and you're like, I can't change anything. It is agonizing even when the actors are doing a good job so when it's yeah. something like this where you're like it's taking my life's work and turning it into hollywood swill of something that she wrote like in the 70s that she's yeah. been like
0: has been a part of her for decades yes. and it's like now you're finally making it to a movie and you're getting it's this guy the guy from cocktail
1: <laughs> the risky business you're guy you get getting the color of money's tom
0: cruise but he said in his way of dealing with all this was to do everything in his power to prove her wrong because he said it's like it's you don't usually start a movie with someone not wanting you to do it well, especially That's when you're unusual. Tom Cruise you know yeah so he said to start with he read all the books because there's you know not just Interview the Vampire right. many books about Lestat and he said you have to read the source material very carefully to find the clues to who Lestat is he changed his diet and exercise regimen to drop twelve pounds for the role he moved to Paris he learned to play the piano and. He would watch films of lions hunting zebras in the wild, which was kind of funny to me as animal work. Like, sure. Yes. I get it. I get it. As he said, that wasn't evil. He was merely a moral hunting food to survive. He just wore a fabulous frock coat to do it. And I think all of that comes through very clearly. I think he's very clear on who this character is, yes, which Brad it's Pitt is not very true. Very true. It's just not the best fit. It's
1: no. Best and fit. I, here's the thing. I do think he, I think he comes across a lot better than Brad Pitt because of everything you just described. Because he has a point of view on the character. And Brad Pitt is like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I want to go away. And, like, I get that. But it's like, I'm sorry. Y- you're here and this is going to be on screen. And, like, 30 years later, someone's going to have to watch it to talk about it on a podcast. And I'm going to have to think about the fact that you were just there all day <laughs> doing nothing. So at least, like, I respect that yeah. at least Tom Cruise is like, I want to do this and I want to, like, invest in it. Sure. And I also think it's the thing, like, when you have the unstoppable force and the immovable object, but the immovable object is a wet blanket that you're just rolling right over. He also, like, I think Tom Cruise would be better if he had more resistance in the actor playing Louis. Yeah, I agree. I think that it would elevate what he's already doing. It would make it feel like a bit more of a comfortable fit.
0: I 100% agree. I've seen two different people who Anne Rice adapted the novel into a screenplay. In mind for, and maybe it was at different times. I don't know. One of those people was French actor, Alain Delon. Alain
1: Delon. <laughs> I was sitting here like, are you going to say it's Alain Delon or not? <laughs> Speaking famously of talented from- Mr. Ripley, yes, the original noon.
0: Purple Noon. Oh, the He's original Ripley adaptation, so beautiful. Yeah, Le Cirque La Rouge. Uh, uh. What, what, what else? Well, I mainly know from Purple Noon and yeah. Le Cirque
1: La Rouge, and just also being gorgeous, just yeah. gener- general, uh, mm. not generic, general beautiful Frenchman. Mm. Ooh,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I saw that she had in mind that she wanted Rutger Hauer, but was overruled by producers. And I don't know if we're like thinking of. Like around Blade Runner, like nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty one, Rutger yeah. Hauer, because that like amoral for sure guy. Like I'm like okay, yeah, I I can see that uh, at a certain time. Uh, Sadly,
1: all I know Rutger Hauer from is Blind Fury, Blind so Fury. I don't feel like I have the best. And, and you
0: lens. don't remember him from Batman Begins, which he has a very small role in. Yeah, I've just yeah. Yeah. but how could you forget him in Blind Fury?
1: Well, you can't. He's everywhere.
0: It's amazing. <laughs> um, the rights to the novel were optioned by Paramount. Before the book was published, with John Travolta earmarked to play Lestat. Okay,
1: now can we talk about? Would that be worse or better? <laughs> I don't know. I
0: think it'd be more entertaining. I think he
1: certainly understands camp to a different level. He's not always as that successful in playing it. No, but I think he at least appreciate honestly though it. No, okay
0: we're 1994 imagine this movie with john travolta's is perfect and... er-
1: no 94 oh wait no i'm not 84. no
0: no i know i'm saying 94 imagine john Tra- well, well, for well. this movie imagine john travolta's Lestat and nicholas cage as Louis. is like
1: that's deranged <laughs> that's deranged but imagine a tom cruise
0: brad pitt face off that's an interesting idea that is an interesting idea and that should, is a, i think we have to do it we have that to do is a, a better swap. movie we have to have it has to be done. john travolta and cage we in have to face swap I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. We have
1: to face-to-up face-off and interview with a face-off.
0: <laughs> interview with a face-off. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. In 1978, John Borman was planning to wreck Excalibur's oh, John Borman. Thank you for the Deliverance's text. John Borman of other good things. Um, but speaking of Deliverance, uh, he wanted John Voight to star as the Lestat. Well... Bo- yeah, I can't imagine. At uh, least
1: you're getting a more American energy with that, but that's yeah, all I can say working yeah, in his favor.
0: Yeah, in the 80s, they because they, they were trying to make this new movie forever, so in the 80s, Mel Gibson and Richard Gere were both considered. I, Definitely no to Richard Gere. Really not interested in Mel Gibson no. either, but at least I'm, I'm getting a bit more of what the character appears to be. Maybe. Something. Later on, when Interview actually entered the casting stage for the early 90s, uh, Anne Rice really wanted this british actor julian sands
1: i know that name he wasn't a
0: well-known name he's probably most famous for a room with a view ah in 1994 i do want to highlight that instead he was doing this movie uh witch hunt from paul schrader aka writer of taxi driver and uh, a very acclaimed director as well uh which this movie is sounds bananas it's set in the 1950s an alternate 1950s where everyone does magic Starring Dennis Hopper as Detective Lovecraft, who refuses to use magic to solve a case. <gasps> Hopper said this was the strangest movie he ever made, and it co-stars Cheryl Lee Ralph of Abbott Elementary and Eric Bogosian. Recent Emmy winner, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Heck
1: yeah. Wow.
0: was Witch Hunt, which I kind of want to see because it sounds bananas.
1: Julian Sands is an arachnophobia. Interesting. Arachnophobia with
0: Jeff Daniels and John Goodman? 1990. 1990. Wow, I haven't seen that movie in four. I haven't a, a, ever. We. I mean, I've seen. I've seen it. It's been. He's forever, in many yeah. things, but Room with the View was like his big like prestige pres- thing. The Arachnophobia prestige less thing.
1: prestigious. More. We watched it at a college but Halloween party. Arguably
0: more entertaining than yeah. Room with the View. Uh, And as I said before, and Rice suggested they switchy swap. So it could have been Brad Pitt in this role instead. Mm -hmm. I don't think he has the oomph for it. But I do think uh, at least like,
1: again, because Tom Cruise cares more. Yeah. I'm a little more. Also, I think the movie cares more about Tom Cruise. That seems clear. So they're like,
0: oh, God, does this movie care more about Tom Cruise?
1: So like if you're going to. is it the actor or is it like the character? If it's the actor, then they're gonna put more attention on. Yeah. I don't know the protagonist. Every who's time Tom Cruise isn't on screen,
0: everyone's asking, "Where's Tom Cruise?" Where is, where for forty five minutes? We're asking, "Where's Tom yes, Cruise?" That, yes, that, yes, that. Christopher Walken was considered. Oh, I. I'm not mad about I it. I love it. Again, it's going bananas. with something a
1: little more
0: unhinged uh,
1: would give little something bit, a little more interesting. A little
0: bit. You fed me dead blood. <laughs> Oh, you've been a bad girl, Claudia. (laughs) Oh, I had to feed off gators, snakes, and little toads for weeks. Oh no, I'm immediately lit on fire. I'm imagining this also as he's like playing behind a billowing curtain. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, look at me. I'm doing my impression of the Phantom of the Opera, the old Opery. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis was cast, but oh. dropped out weeks before shooting.
1: He read the script. <laughs> He's like, I gotta and they were like, go. "Ooh,
0: okay, great. Don't give the script to Brad Pitt until it's too late. We oh just, my gosh. we don't want him dropping out." I here. will
1: say there was one shot of Antonio Banderas like walking down some corridor, and I was like, "It's giving Daniel Day, um, just like the <laughs> is wig- that Daniel Day
0: cobbling shoes? <laughs> no, cobblestones. Oh, uh, uh. uh, um, which I mean." Come on. Although as what was the other film we did that Dinda DeLewis was considered for and then dropped. That was also some kind of fantastical something. Oh, um, but
1: you know how I can't remember anything we say. No, on this podcast. Same, same.
0: But I think it's the same thing that Dinda De Lewis just knows. He's like, what am I doing? I get too into roles. If I play a creepy crawly I'm creature, gonna I'm going to going to start biting next
1: killing people, sucking them out their blood.
0: Yeah, but. That would be incredible. Daniel Day Lewis as Lestat would have been incredible. Yeah. Johnny Depp turned Lestat down. I'm like, why was he not up for Louis? Come on, people. I get it, but no, no. Louis makes so much more much, sense much, on him. Much. Instead, in 94, he was doing Ed Wood, which is oh, a very good movie. So I'm glad he, he got that yeah, instead. Yeah. Peter Weller was considered. Okay, sure. Yeah. Alexander Godunov, A.K.A. Carl and Diehard, the guy with the long blonde hair. The lookwise, lookwise, sure, sure, but not Alan Rickman. Interesting. No, in 1984, he was playing Amish dad in North Elijah. Oh, Elijah, and Elijah Wood as Claudia. Hey, <laughs> Claudio. Jeremy Irons turned it down as he didn't want to play another character that required hours in the makeup chair coming off the back of this film I never heard of called The House of the Spirits, which is Jeremy Irons, Meryl Streep, Glenn Close, Winona Ryder, and Antonio Banderas.
1: I've definitely heard of it, but I've never seen it. He would be... Great. I have like uh, Jason Isaacs is like one of my further down oh. list people. like I, so I feel like Jason We're Isaacs Irons Jeremy Irons. and
0: Isaacs. Ooh. 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 I mean, give me give me Jeremy Irons as your Lestat and Jason Isaacs as Louie. Yeah come on but or i do jason feel... isaacs is the tony mandaris role
1: sure oh yes i do feel like there's just like certain people that it's just like yes of course you keep going to them for your like right. ageless weird creepy magic villains <laughs> because it's just like you buy it i'm like oh yeah you, you right. seeing you in jeans would be weird
0: uh, oh yeah i never want to see jeremy irons in jeans <laughs> get that out of here you know
1: he has like a bunch of dogs that he loves and that he keeps he in dressed... his dressing rooms at shows and
0: does he dress them in jeans
1: no i was just no. thinking of he him as a, a normal dogs. person is so it,
0: you're saying when we were watching long days journey tonight there had to be some yes. some poor person or lucky person just playing with a dozen dogs cramped into a dressing yeah, room. yeah i don't
1: know how many dogs is but it's like at it's at least two or three that he like just has he might not have when he was at bam they might just be when he's at home but like i know that
0: that is he has his dogs picture. in his dressing room yeah i love it
1: and instead, 19, it's 1994, the man was
0: playing Scar and the Lion King. He's like, I'm going to go make a million bucks from the mouse. A much more iconic villain yes, than Lestat. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Uh, I don't know what the fans of the Anne Rice books are called. The, uh, sorry, Rice but. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah, you know, Scar they're is definitely called Rice
1: Well,
0: what else could they possibly be called? <laughs> <laughs> But that sound means it's time to play another quick round you're of Two Truths really, like you're and some really, really me. Uh, well, we'll see if I've, I haven't tricked you yet. The way it works. Yes, you f- did. You tricked me twice. I'm saying for this time. I've only, we only did, well, you guessed wrong twice. That's on you. Uh, but this is, that was only one game. This is the second game. It's a brand new chance for you to succeed. You're right, Jeff. Win. You're right. And. Uh, True, show, him, prove me wrong. <laughs> no, uh, listener, you know how this works. Two of these actors were up for the role of a Stat, and one is not. Name, just gotta guess which is which. Your options are John Malkovich. Don't think he wasn't present in my
1: mind with all these wigs from Dangerous Liaisons. Okay,
0: Tom Hanks.
1: Tom Hanks
0: and Jeff Goldblum
1: wow 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 wow
0: okay <laughs> this this is you became you went full Bora. look i'm feeling wow punchy. Wow, wow
1: wow wow, wow. <laughs> um uh i almost feel like because john malkovich on some level makes sense i'm gonna go it's not him so i'm gonna say some guy's john malkovich
0: i'm sorry that's incorrect
1: well all right they, then they thought about something which was i've seen john malkovich in a wig tom hanks i'm sorry you That's are kidding incorrect. me you are kidding me jeff
0: goldblum me. as far as i could tell was not considered for but this film he
1: at least around this time yeah is playing ian malcolm yeah. who is he let's sure face is. it also like weird weirdly yeah. sexual
0: and he wears all black if it wasn't for the fact that Jurassic park a lot of it takes place in the day i would be like ian malcolm secret vampire, vampire.
1: <laughs> Tom.
0: Hanks. Sam Neill would be a better list. Yes! Sam Neill be a, would have been a good list that. Uh yeah, John Malkovich was considered and Anne Rice met with Tom Hanks about taking the part of the stats. I think Anne Rice I like to imagine this is after they already cast Tom Cruise that Anne Rice was like, no. "Don't care. I'm going to try to get anyone with else." with Tom Hanks. Yeah, we just they just want a famous Tom. I'll get the other famous Tom. I uh, I
1: don't I I honestly do not like this for Tom Hanks one not
0: bit. At all she had just seen him in Philadelphia, which is for some for some reason, him in Philadelphia, outside of the fact that he's great in Philadelphia. Well, that she was like, she's let's... like,
1: he's not afraid of homoeroticism, perhaps, you I know. i like, and just it, like,
0: he's, and with him and his co star, Antonio Banderas yeah. in Philadelphia, I have no I idea. No,
1: I just, I do think Tom Cruise is a better choice than Tom Hanks. Absolutely, uh, 100%. Absolutely, John Malkovich, I completely understand because Dangerous Liaisons lives yeah. rent free in my mind, Absolutely. and Valmont is very at you know. Know in a lot it's of true. ways.
0: Okay, what if we just have both Lestat and Louis have, as women who are having to be under the guise of men, and so you do get Michelle Pfeiffer as Louis and you get Glenn Close as Lestat. Yeah,
1: Glenn Close as Lestat is is great. Is great. I still want Kate Blanchett.
0: Well, I'm saying for 1994, yeah, Kate Blanchett's yeah, 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 a little young. Yeah. She's
1: there. She's about to play
0: Elizabeth a few years She's later. Like, I'm in but... Sydney
1: doing theater. Sure. sure, sure. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I get John Malkovich. I think he's a. Same. Uh,
0: uh, and Tom Hanks is one of the most bananas thing I've ever heard.
1: I truly don't know.
0: That is like, it's not up there with Arnold being up for Beetlejuice, but, but it's, it's close. It's very close. In terms of how wrong. On
1: the is. wackyometer. o In that
0: like, it's like as bad as Brad Pitt is as Louis. at least it makes sense on paper. Tom yes. Hanks as Lestat. What are we Tom thinking? Hanks as a vampire in general is like blah, Tom Hanks is a dad right? Tom Hanks is a dad and I mean, I guess, you know, Lestat and Louis become vampire dads for a bit, but it's a very different kind but of the, dad. But it's not a sitcom. No. Even in that,
1: like, little stretch
0: where I <laughs> My two vampire his... dads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would much... Even they, when it
1: gets close, it's they, still They not... could have added
0: a laugh track to some of those they scenes, though. Have... It's like, not in the house. Where she's
1: like... Dah, 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 dah. There you and go. Then, as Claudia, boom.
0: Mary-Kate, and Ashley Olsen, and as Louis, <laughs> Dave Coulier, and as Lestat, John. On Stamos. Okay. All right. Honestly, in some ways better. We're going full, full house. We go. <laughs> <laughs> so those are all the characters I found other casting options for. There are a few characters I didn't mention. I want to briefly touch on them. Tandyway Newton, very young Tandyway Newton as Yvette. Just like... <sighs>
1: thankless role yeah, I clearly mean, he's like, sleeping with her it's upsetting yeah. it feels like
0: she really got some scenes that were on the cutting room floor because it was like just enough to be like it feels like there was more here yeah like it wasn't just a, a teeny role that comes in and then a one scene and we're worried about you and oops now i'm dead yeah it's like there was more here that it felt like we got to get
1: or it might be the thing too where more it was to the meat bigger of the film. in the book like thinking about oh i'm sure like bd wong reading the book to jurassic park and oh. them not getting the script and him him agreeing to do it and yeah. that character is much bigger in the books and then like you know they then come back and like kind of i don't want to say redeem but for the actor you know give him more to do in this i sequels. mean he is in
0: all of that recent trilogy he like his arc in this recent trilogy is hilarious I've it's only seen so that, so bad but, but like, i'm glad that is, he's making like, a lot of big he's
1: making a lot of money he's not an action money. figure you know but he's he like talked about how disappointed he was because he like felt what like was? he had accepted Why the nine? role under false pretenses yeah, you know Yeah, because like they didn't have a script yet, but reading the book, yeah. it's like okay, this is a good part. Henry
0: Wu. Henry Wu's uh, got a ton to
1: do. Yes, and like an agenda, and not just yeah. like I'm just here for exposition, right? You know, and to yeah. be your One like team. generic Asian scientist character, you know. Yeah. So like, I do, I do wonder also if that's the thing where like in the book it it reads differently, and you're just like, Oof, awesome. and now you're just here, uh, you know. Yeah. But she's she she does a great job with what little she has, you know.
0: Very true very true yeah Stephen ray santiago i hated so this much. Uh, he,
1: the existence of this character i hated he
0: studied french comedy and pantomime to prepare for the role yeah, of santiago you can tell. i'm like you needed someone that this is just where they live
1: you just hire marcel marceau and call it a day i
0: bill Irwin and call it a day true. well I he mean, always well, marceau reads so nice. at least
1: is like a french mime you that's
0: know. true see you alive in 1994
1: yeah i saw him perform when i was Whoa. in college it was stunning
0: he alive today?
1: I, I do think he has passed away, but he was okay. like in his 80s when oh my I saw him in college. Oh, that's wild. You I saw Marcel
0: Marceau perform?
1: Yes. And in Boston, he came with... Um,
0: I can't believe I never knew this.
1: Well, you don't know everything about me. Yeah. Turns out. Yeah. He died in 2007. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and he's buried at Paris Lachaise, which is like that huge wow. cemetery that, you know, oh. um, Oscar Wilde and, and Jim Morrison oh, are buried damn. in.
0: Well, there you go. Get Marcel Marceau. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and Antonio Banderas as Armand, which thank God it's still it wasn't it's like still not
1: perfect, but he it's wasn't the, blowing the doors the down. Best but fit. at least
0: he came in, and I was like, oh yeah, I could have seen Antonio Banderas as like a Dracula in a yes. full feature. I
1: love your the uh, <laughs> the pronunciation of
0: Dracula you know adopted
1: you over the course of this episode. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what
0: you're saying, Dr- Dracula. <laughs>
1: Dracula. Yeah. Hey, hey, he's a pretty cool dude.
0: Oh, Jacky, he, he puts the cool in, in Dracula. Dracula.
1: <laughs> oh, no, who <laughs> is this guy?
0: <laughs> this Dracula doesn't suck, he rocks. Yeah. Just a Drac- Dracula, he rides a skateboard. I was about to
1: say, he's
0: he's, he's like on a skateboard, but it's a coffin on skates. He's got a Capri Sun full of blood. Hey. <laughs> oh, oh, final man. thoughts, Amy, Joe. Anything we haven't touched on? Any other roles that pop in this chamber play of a film where there's like six speaking parts? Anyone else pop out at you?
1: No, I was looking at my notes, and it's just more questions about like w- what are the rules of killing vampires in this world, which were never answered. And again, I feel like Louis just full of cues, not enough A's, <laughs> and I don't think they'll ever get aid. You know what I mean? They'll never get answered.
0: Amy Joe? Jeff. Giff- what are you recommending this week?
1: I think we all need something funny after that. Um, so I'm going to recommend a stand-up special on Netflix. It's called mm. Sweet and Juicy. Uh, and the comic is Shang Wang. That's S-H-E-N-G-W-A-N-G. And uh, he opened for Ali Wong on her last tour. Oh. And I went and saw her at the Beacon. And he killed. Like, he was so funny. So he was her opener in all her New York shows. She that had, like, yeah. a new, like a, a surprise guest friend come on every Time so like Shang Wang opened and then introduced whoever it was and so like we had Nick Kroll which was like he was very funny but he was not as funny as Shang Wang like the audience we were all like I want more of this guy so his Netflix special dropped it's very funny it's just like stupid observational humor and i don't know i i really enjoyed it so that's shang wang sweet and juicy on netflix love it jeff amy joe what are you recommending
0: well we're here it's the first week of october of our spooky scary movie month so i'm gonna recommend some spooky scary things and for this first week i'm gonna recommend a Book, this horror book, The Only Good Indians, written by this indigenous writer, Stephen Graham Jones, that I loved. It is a real slow burn horror of these four friends who all grew up on uh, the reservation together. And like they have this event that I won't get into because it kind of gets teased out throughout the book, but some event that they have a lot of guilt over, that all of them have kind of tried to move on from. And now, decade like a decade later, they're s- seeming to be targeted by some kind of malevolent energy. Uh, and I that's being very cagey and not really revealing much, but uh, his voice, Stephen Graham Jones, has an amazing writing voice uh, and is so good at shifting narrative perspective. Like at some, at l- late, later in the book, you're getting from the perspective of this entity that's following them. And it is one of the coolest, Ways I've ever seen a book like put you in the mind of the beast of like the killer like I don't know how to describe outside of once you are suddenly dropped in and you're like oh like you it's done in like second person it's it's very like you you're you know you're walking down this road and you're like it internalizes it for you in a way that was very weird and unsettling uh,
1: It sounds like reading Patricia Highsmith I feel like I always feel a little insane after I read one of her books like not Price yeah. of salt but like yeah. um like, talented Mr. Ripley, or something like that, where you're like, I am, am I a serial killer?
0: <laughs> but this is just like a great slow burn horror epic in, in scope uh, that I loved so i cannot recommend the only good indians by Stephen graham jones enough and that's what we're recommending this week so thank you again for john for requesting this thank film. you john
1: and sorry it was fun to
0: discuss and it'll be fun <laughs> to never see again as long as i live if you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of email us at and almost starring at gmail.com and let us know you can
1: follow us on instagram at and almost starring and see what movie we'll be doing next week
0: Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm
1: Amy Jo Jackson.
0: And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred.